Attention, Class 7. I have a special announcement to make. Remember, if you kiss a girl, it's gay. Because you kiss all the guys she kissed. But if you kiss a guy, it ain't gay. Because you kissing all the girls he kissed. girl now apparently i don't know yeah she, she, she's on right now she just debuted she's a jim croce fan though so we got some common ground here i feel well, like one of them one of them mentioned uchikoshi which was nice well i mean i don't think look i don't think liking katara uchikoshi is that weird of a thing when you're in the kind of weeb spaces that you inherit but when you when somebody busts out the oh I am a I am a fan of 1960s 70s singer songwriter oh, who is currently okay. deceased Jim Croce yeah that's a little weird. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not watching her right now because we're podcasting. Wow. Yeah, this is like a podcast where you can't. This is an episode where you can't even just like watch it in the background and ignore what we're talking about. Like you, like you, I normally do. Like you normally do. Like like this episode. Like I've got my switch here, and I'm just gonna play Mary Skelter the whole time. So rude. I I don't. My switch is like I would like listen. If I wanted to play my switch this episode, I would have to get up and walk seven steps to get to it. You fucking think I'm doing that on a Sunday? You're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> I know it is I was sad. rude enough to do that like at least once, like in twenty. 2016. Yeah, I, I seem to remember some of that. I think it was romantic. I was, I was just kind of grinding in Romancing Saga yeah. 2 and then went, I beat this boss! Something like, like that. Oh, wait a minute. That was maybe a dick move. Those episodes <laughs> where like, like, when you have the kind of when you have the kind of run of episodes we have now, it also it, it often makes me wonder, like, what's the point of having them archived? Who's going back? And listening to, like, episode 21 of the Sox cast. There's at least one person I, who went through, like, at least, like, the first, like, 20 or 30 episodes. I know! I, 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 me. I, I was like, whoa! I think I think Jessica did. Jessica Jaguar did. Um, oh, neat. I, I, at least some of them, because she was mentioning to me a number of things that happened in earlier episodes. And I'm like, oh, boy. I'm just kind of nodding and going, yeah! Yeah, that happened probably, sure. You could literally say anything right now, and I'd just have to say yes <laughs> and have to agree that it was funny. Honest to God, I don't remember these. I have revisited past episodes mm. one time because I wanted to hear myself the first time I talked about Simpho Gear. Oh, God, yeah. Like, you'd have to kind of, like, find the point in time. Oh, no, I definitely was. know which one it is. I went back and oh. listened to it, and it's very funny. I don't name any of the characters by name. I'm just like, oh yeah, and one of them has a big sword, one of them has a big gun. It's very fun. They yeah. throw stuff up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Poncho wants to go back and listen to my song. I wrote a song about Lumo, and I remember singing like a very, like a longer than usual song about hating the last half of Lumo because it was very hard and I'm a baby and I don't like it when video games challenge me. Uh, so I, I remember singing a, a very off-the-cuff song about hating it, but I don't—I could not tell you, like, what episode that was. 
an so, isometric puzzle platformer game. It's a good game. I like it. Okay, but I was very mad at the back half, at the back like one third of that game because it gets really hard and it's like, oh, it's all ice physics now. Great. <laughs> Dude, we we need clippers. We do. Just it's like a soul like, right? <laughs> yeah. We like okay. when we did episode fifty. Carmichael was a beautiful, gorgeous baby, and he went like like he sent me like like many like I, I put a. a a thing at the end of episode 50 that was like a compilation of some of the funnier moments that had happened on the show. But that was largely put together by Carmichael just sending me clips and telling me what timestamps they were on. It's just like, man, I wish we like had kept doing that. That way I could always kind of have like this long thing that when we hit big milestones like that, I could just throw a big clip show together and be like, we're not doing an episode! <laughs> Here's a clip show. <laughs> But now I can't do that, and I'm not going back and listening. Like, these things run three hours and long like, at a time. It seems like it would be much harder to do that than to record a new episode. Yeah. Which is exactly why I want to take a moment to welcome everybody to SoxCast, episode 142. You'll you'll be listening to this episode, but you probably won't want to listen to it in a year. Like, no, nothing we say. <laughs> nothing we say will be relevant. The only parts of this episode that will be relevant in a year is literally any time... Any t- anytime an episode gets marked with the word Symphogear, like, it's basically, like, it's that part is relevant for a lifetime because that's just always going to be Rhett's thing. <laughs> but, like, everything else is disposable trash, and we all know it. Like, I couldn't tell you what happened in episode 13. Wasn't that it? Was Maple I, on I, that episode? I don't know. I know we did it. I, I, man, remember when we did Topics? Remember when episode? we did Guests? Remember when we did? Remember that time we did almost like eight months of guests, and by the end of it, I was like, I don't ever want to do another podcast anymore. So we should probably stop doing the uh, the guest episodes. <laughs> yeah, but hey, we got like literally everybody in the community in like during that time though. So, aww. Like, I, I think we got most everybody that wa- like. There's only a couple more people I'd want to have on for like full episodes. Uh, like, like we haven't had Angry Ed on. And Angry Ed's like an OG. Like he's a he is a he's an SMPS OG. Like I would want to have him on an episode at some point. Um, you know, just some people that have stuck around for years, and you know, they didn't Aww. they never got they never got their shot to be on the show yet. Or like with the case with Ed is that like life gets busy, you kind of lose track of people for a while, and then you end up kind of floating back. Like I think I literally oh this dude streams awesome, and then we kind of just found each other again a couple years ago or something. So yeah. Like, things like that. Well, yeah, like, we did that one, that that whole run of episodes with guests from the community, and it was just like, I think we got most everybody that ever wanted to be on an episode on. That's why we don't do, like, long-form guest episodes anymore, unless it's just, like, something strikes me out of the blue. Mm-hmm. So, SoxCast episode 13, we had Eric of Eric's Joystick on. Uh, appropriate. And this is how long we've been doing these. I was playing the game Neptunia Rebirth 1. Wow. Oh, man. February 2015. Oh, that's when it started. That like that's when yeah, you, you that's can, literally when it came out. Because I remember right out. right after that episode, I literally went and bought uh, the first Rebirth game. Yeah, yeah. Because you had, so like because I because I had played the original and like man, this PS3 game is real real bad, that's so bad. And then that's you so and then like I just I just remember having this this almost conundrum during that episode of like how can Neptunia be good? How is he making it sound like a decent? and fun video game and then it's like that's the next three years of this podcast we have chronicled the entire rise and fall of neptunia oh my god we have that's wild (laughs) we've been here 
We've been here a while, folks. Didn't I tell y'all about how good Undertale was while hopped up on Sudafed? I'm pretty sure you did, yeah. yeah I, think, I think those two things intersected. I was like, y'all, this is... You gotta understand. This <laughs> like, really good. That was late 2015, right? We could probably figure out what episode it was pretty easily. <laughs> We're all very lazy rats. Yeah. I don't know well, that I don't know that a podcast has stand the Neptunia series as much as we did for like three years though. Yeah, yeah. God, was it only three years? I think it so. Like a lifetime because it was like like it was up through. Well, I think we Mega were Nap. we were still pretty excited for like four Go. I think. I mean, yeah. yeah, y'all y'all seemed interested and excited for a good while after it went bad. Yeah, like yeah, that's true. And then I had my fallout with 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 Idea Factory, mm-hmm. and now I kind of like them again. But just because I like Mary Skelter, mm-hmm. which since I since I am ceding most of my time uh, this episode to Rhett, I'll just say I ain't done much. I played Mary Skelter two a lot more. I'm near the end. Uh, I think that game's pretty okay. I'm still enjoying it. I, I, it's a game that I've played for over 50 hours at this point, and it hasn't felt like 50 hours, so that's probably a good sign. Um, and I guess if I'm going to like throw recommendations out, I'm going to th- like go check out two demos on Steam when you get the chance. Uh, um, I want you to go check out Beacon Pines, which is a cool little you-sort-of-write-the-story kind of thing, but more of like a cute little adventure game with a nice style. It looks like it's going in a kind of a dark direction that I really like. And I, and I think the, uh, the the art style is incredible. And you should also go check out Unsighted, because, man, that game's going to be real fucking good. Uh, it's a top-down, sort of uh, isometric kind of RPG dealio uh, with a really, really beefy combat system, some real nice parrying that feels super good. Um, the demo's pretty, pretty. Yeah, And, like, the, the demo's got a lot of stuff to it. Like, there's a lot of stuff when I streamed it I intentionally just skipped because well, I would say I skipped a good 30% of the stuff that's in the demo uh, on purpose because I wanted people to try it. But yeah, check out Unsighted. Uh, that's going to be out on Switch and Steam this year. So, yeah. Cool. But, to my immediate virtual right, here's what happens if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. <laughs> it's Rhett. Hello. Hey. Are you ready? Are you ready for your big sh- Your really, really big show! <laughs> The Red Big Show. Yeah. This is like this this is the only episode of the podcast we're ever going to do that's going to be as big as Rhett's penis. I mean my list of things I did is very long, so mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's comparable at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're ready. You're ready to get going. <laughs> you you would definitely not rather be watching Hollow Live Girls premiere right now. You could give a well... fuck less about all of that. <laughs> You just want to be right here with your best friends, mm. producing your podcast that is in no way grown tired or stale, and that definitely compares <laughs> with looking at fake anime girls talk about games they don't really like. Holly, hmm? you know what feeling falling in love feels like? I, I mean, I've had moon pies, right? Believe me, I know. That feeling just happened to me about an hour ago. <laughs> oh my god. I really like one of the new girls. What? Which one? Is it, is, which was one? it the clock one? Yeah, which one is wait, it? Wait, wait. Cronny. Cronny. The time she's got blue hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of looks like Saber. Is she the clock one? 
Yes. Okay. Obviously, okay. John. John, I've been DMing you about her for like two hours. Of course. I didn't know, if there, were, I didn't know if there were multiple ones you fell in love with. No, it's. <laughs> Okay. Can't, can't um, twice Sarah, Sarah sent day. me art of the art of her by um, one of the fate artists, so she looks like them. Yeah. Uh, Nero. How does fucking wait? How is this person debuting, but they already got art from a fate artist? Because I think the fate artist did their character design. That's fucking. <laughs> like, what is going on here? What is like, going on in the world of this? Hololive's fucking huge. Like, all the artists that for the new girls were, like, already, like, significantly famous. And every, I saw people calling this, like, the Grand Order gen because, like, three out of five or something are, like, artists that work on Fate Grand Order. Good lord. <laughs> something. Man, I don't know. Getting a little too. You're getting too big now. You're losing sight of the grassroots of everything. Oh no! See, that's the thing. Hollow Life is absolutely like. Nah, they've always been super. The the king shit of VTubers right now. Yeah, like bad bad. We're like, they these girls get up to like a hundred thousand subs without actually doing anything now. Like they are just at that level from an announcement. Man, it's nuts. Man, like. When when this boom and this bubble crashes, oh my god, the lives that are going to be ruined. <laughs> woo, woo! It is very depressing for me to think about, and that is why... That's one of the re big reasons I tend to stay away from VTubers. I know we're going on a tangent here, but who fucking no, cares? No, th this is my tangent episode. Okay, but... The reason I have to stay away from the VTuber stuff and not get too involved, unless it's like you somebody... you don't want to fall in love... Well, no, it's just I know that there are real people behind that and they're probably going to get fucked in the end. Like, that's kind of just how I see it. I don't see this as a trend that's going to be, like, something that's here in, like, two years. I could be wrong. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can mark this right now on this episode of the podcast. And you, I Polly feel was like you will definitely, definitely be wrong. <laughs> Polly was completely wrong and has to eat her words over the fact, but I just feel that, like, this is a bubble that's going to burst and, like, a lot of people are going to end up, like... I think a lot of feelings are going to be hurt. I think a lot of shady shit's going to come out. It's going to be. I mean, I think so. I think there's a lot of ugly stuff happening that we just don't know about yet. And I just, I, I'm shielding myself from it because, it's just like, mm. I, I can't be close to something like that happening. I'll feel way too weird having supported it or having been involved in some way in promoting it. I think as far as lives being ruined, I'm not sure how that would happen, but like. I definitely think the indie scene right now is, like, a lot of people thinking they're going to make it and, like, you know, marketing is everything. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, when people hopped on kind of just the general streamer train a few years ago, like, oh, I'm going to be the next ninja, and then you get, yeah. like, ten subs. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, don't don't quit your job before yeah. you're big. Yeah, I think we are at least past a lot of people doing that. Like, I only saw one person I follow, like, quit their job to try to pursue oh. streaming, and I was just like... Okay, oh this is uncomfortable. I'm going to have to stay away from this for a while. Thankfully, yeah. he, 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 six months later, he went back to his job. But it was just like, oh, man, come on, people. You need to be realistic expectations, please. Like, yeah. you, you're not going to be like the odds of you being an indie VTuber and not being someone like Nanners or fucking like someone affiliated with this big corporation like Hollow Live, which all this shit yeah. is just made and manufactured and ready to go. Like, the, the audience is built in, they probably got whole networks set up to make sure these numbers are where they need to be for debuts and shit like that. Like, a normal person is not going to be doing yeah. something like that. 
Um, and people that are doing the YouTuber thing and they're doing it as a genuine way to express themselves and, 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 and to, 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 to get past like some on-camera anxiety or to be able to kind of act out a character, that's fine. But I think realistic expectations need to be um, observed when, when going into something mm. like this. Um, yeah. It is real weird. Real weird time we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, me a virtual hey, left. Rhett. Hey, oh, okay. I was just gonna say, hey, Rhett, though. Yeah. Titties look real good, though, huh? <laughs> they did a great job making the model seem three dimensional. Live. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Live two D, man. Artists are only gonna get better at it. Goodbye, me a virtual left. He's our very own damned fourth chaos emerald. It's John Thayer. What? <laughs> oh, come on. That one just got me for some reason. That was just a, a weird one. That one was just left field. <laughs> How's it going? Hi, I'm here. You're here? Yeah, uh, I, good. good. I'm glad you're here, John. Yeah. You you are not fawning over new VTubers. Thank you for saying it. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I, what I, basic, but I like, I like seeing, um, I like hearing red spawning. It's like, oh, absolutely, it's like nice... absolutely. I'm not saying in any way don't support VTubers, don't like them. It's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. It's just for me, it's weirdly uncomfortable for reasons that just feel like mm -hmm. I, 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 you know, like I'm that weird conspiracy theorist. Like, oh, this is all going to come crashing down, and something real ugly is going to come out, and like all these people being taken advantage of, and. It's like, oh boy. Oh. I mean, it's going to be, it's it's like the idol industry, right? It yeah, is the be, idol I mean, industry. It literally yeah. is the idol industry. I mean, idol, Hollow Live itself is explicitly like we're trying to do an idol thing. Yes. Yeah. Like significantly more than the other companies. Like they have they do. groups and everything. Like squads. All it's all yeah. It's all set up around the same idea. And when you tell me we're doing the idol thing, my mind also goes, oh, you mean all the weird, awful, exploitative stuff, too, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't mean, I, like, they, have they actually even said, like, no, 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 no. I don't think it, pro I think I, it probably does I not mean, come up. I just think it's it, not come the, up because people like the, the pretty little fake anime girls playing video games. That's kind of it. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, it started as the idol thing and now streaming video games is just so much fucking easier. That's 90% of it. Yeah. And and the pandemic kind of screwed up any live show plans. Yeah. Even in oh, Japan. they actually had live show plans. I didn't realize that. I think the only thing... I think only one girl has actually done a live show, and it was in Germany. It was not one of the Japanese girls. Mm. Hmm. So what are they going to do? Fucking... What, are they just going to be holograms? I don't know are how they, it works. Are they going to be holograms? Is that what we're, Like, how far away... Are we from a Hollow Live song and dance tour that's just a hologram that plays for two hours? Like, how... I mean, they literally do that already. With like, yeah, like so, I wonder. So I wonder how far we are away from Hollow Live. Just you know, like putting together a taped performance and then touring that hologram around. But they can't say it's taped. They have to act like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> I, I think, think the, the answer ahead. of how how long until that happens is basically, oh, when's COVID going away? Go. Oh, okay. Oh. That, it's never happening. Any day then. now. Yeah. <laughs> I literally I, I saw, like, the thing that pissed me off about the COVID thing was that, like, uh, apparently Jonathan Davis of Korn 
he he got COVID, and they were out for like they, they were out touring, and I think he literally got sick like the second day on tour. Yeah. And literally, like two weeks later, can't wait to see everybody in Chicago tomorrow. Like, what the fuck? Oh God, was that um Lollapalooza? I don't know. I just know okay. that like I, I like, that was that was ups- like, that was fun to see all those yeah all those photos yeah four miles from my house. <laughs> Great. But yeah, like I saw that it was just like we're, we're, you're you're just gonna go out, huh? You're just gonna go out mm-hmm. and tour again, despite the fact that you just got very ill. You're just gonna go. Do... Okay, okay. What do I know? Well, you're you're like super immune after getting it. For oh, like I mean, months. of course. You know, you you get it. Like the more you get it, you know. So if you if you go and you just get it five times, you are immunity. <laughs> your immunity plus five and that adds on to your immuno comp. Your, your immuno uh, multiplier. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you factor that in. You're actually safe as long as you immediately go out and infect somebody else within seven days. It's like yeah, the rain. Yeah, it's fine. Oh my god. Is that what it works? <laughs> oh, Alright. Just kidding. So, Just kidding. If everybody that got, who infected somebody else got sick, then everybody would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Alright. So 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 we got we got an episode ahead of us here. Well, Rhett more uh, Rhett more specifically, but uh, how do we want to do this? Because I like I said, I'm seeding all of my time. Uh, but so, so do you? Want... I think I should start, and when it gets to be too much, John just pushes me out of the way. All right, John, I want you to steamroll Rhett when you feel that you need to. You are okay. you're in the driver's seat now. I'm giving I'm giving you the control of the steamroller. Um, oh, that is a that is a. That is, that is a position that requires a lot of responsibility, and I'm going to trust you with it, despite the fact that I don't trust you a lot. Well, it's because you know that I'm going to respect Rhett and his time and recognize <laughs> that not everything is about me all of the time, at, as good as my opinions at are. Least, there, there's at least like 10% of the time things aren't about you. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to consider, mm. but don't worry, I'll be fine. Rhett, go for it. Oh my, I literally kind of don't know how to do this because I'm just staring. So I took two weeks off work. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a long time to just be absorbing media. And I just watched anime like the entire time. Fantastic. Beautiful. Transcendent. Exquisite. So I'm just looking at this list of everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not even... Should I just... I don't know. Just dive <laughs> in, man! Go for it. Like, you got the swim trunks on. Just dive in. So it was so funny because it was like... It was a feeling of like, okay, I have all these things that I've said I'm going to watch at some point, and then I put them off, and I put them off. Mm-hmm. It's time to fucking pull those band-aids off. And there were a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that anime. It's... I was looking at that anime list updates, and uh, boy, oh boy, <laughs> there were some surprises. Oh, I'm so excited. Because basically, like, when you keep putting something off for... Okay, some of the stuff had been, like, in the put-off pile for, like, literally a decade. Mm -hmm. Like... (laughs) Like fucking Alien 9. It's time to either watch the thing you said you were going to watch, or just say, I'm never going to watch it, and just trash bin it. Right. And, And a lot of stuff, like, I had a bunch of DVDs that my dad got me for, like random, you know, Christmas, birthday stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were just, like, random things that he had bought for, like, three bucks at a, you know, <laughs> and it DVD sale. It would be, like, volume four of Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> not even, not quite that bad. They were all, like, movies or OVAs, so, like, standalone things. 
-hmm. But it was just like, I never said at some point, I want to watch this. No. So when it becomes this thing that sits on the shelf for a decade and you still don't want to watch it, you know, that can be... I had to put away some of the stuff that Polly sent me. (laughs) Ten years ago. <laughs> no, I, I sent it to him very specifically yeah. because I oh, didn't okay. want it. I don't want okay. this. I'm foisting my garbage onto you. Okay. As long as you knew it was garbage. Oh, I, like, I, don't... I, I, I watched at least two, like a half, at least half of it I watched. So there it's still, you go. still very nice. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. He got he I, got my yeah. original FLCL DVDs out of this, okay? Oh, okay, that's he got, got plenty of use. He got a good fucking haul, despite the fact that I also put like Witchblade and Hellgirl in there. Oh, oh, I gave I gave Hellgirl to Monty because Monty was missing um, several DVDs from their set, and I uh, I, I like Hellgirl seasons. Yeah, I, I was like, I was, what, what's wrong with Hellgirl? Fine. And those cases are fucking exquisite. The squ- yeah, the Funimation did a great cool. job on those. They're so okay, pretty. Cool. So I had like five DVDs, and I looked them them all up on my anime list, and like <laughs> four of them had like a score <laughs> under seven. So it's like, oh, death, this death sentence. This movie that I didn't ever want to watch myself also has a six point three on here, or like a five point six five. It's like, okay. But then one of them was in the eights, and you know what? I still didn't feel like watching it. Oh, what was, what, what, what was the one Fuck in the eight? You. I think it was Tech on Concrete. I don't even know. Exactly oh, Tech, tech and Concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because I did end up watching something from the same studio that has a very similar style. Right. Later on. Mm. But I didn't like it that much, so it's ah. it's probably fine that I don't get to the other one. Right. Because <laughs> that, that, was, that was something I'd started, watched like half an hour ago, watched like half an hour of. Mm hmm. A decade ago, and then it went back on the shelf. Oh, so that's brutal. that's the, that's the even worse thing, where it's like, you know, it didn't grab you the first time. It's yeah. not just a complete unknown. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I've stalled long enough. Let's let's get to the list. So this is just every movie and OVA right. I watched, and then we'll do series at some other point. Uh, first movie, Lou Over the Wall. What? This is a newish Masaki Yuasa film. Oh, oh nice. It's, I've seen people compare it to Ponyo, like it's, you know, a beach oh. and mm. there's a cute mermaid character. Right. Hmm. And I I'm haven't just like, seen... I'm just like a, I'm just like a, uh, like a, a line graph, just like, oh, it's Masaki Yasa. Ooh, it's like Ponyo. Right. <laughs> it's got a mermaid. Well, I mean, okay, but like, not a sexy mermaid. Don't, please, please, please don't say, think sexy okay. mermaid, because it's like okay. a, a child. Okay, yeah, understood. But I really like... So I'm kind of doing these in order of favorite to least favorite. Mm -hmm. So this was my favorite of the movies and OVAs. Mm. It's just a very joyous, fun thing. And I haven't seen Ponyo, so I can't make that comparison. I just know people do. Mm -hmm. And this came out afterwards. Just a very fun, good, solid movie, I think. And it's very music-focused. The music focus, I found, is a good way to just immediately get me into something. Right, right. And you also? Like, okay, you got my attention. Like, it can't be terrible yeah it's definitely not terrible there's some parts that are weird like it gets really very silly at points back of the box (laughs) quote there definitely not terrible (laughs) yeah (laughs) um next thing i watched is something that i had also like started watched like a third of and then put away for a decade Mm mm-hmm but I went back and I liked it this time. Mm. Uh, that is Dead Leaves. Yeah! I love this Ooh. movie. It's so dumb and big and loud and fun. 
I was just in the right mood, obviously, this time, where it's just like, oh, this fucking rules. It's big, dumb, hypersexual, stupid, in all yeah. of the right fucking ways. It's from Imaishi. I yeah. don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, Imaishi. Who, who has later gone on to do shows you may have heard, like, like Gurren Lagan and mm-hmm. Panty and Stocking yep. and uh, Kill a Kill. Like, and he, so he has a style. Yeah. And, and, it, and this is, yeah. Oh, oh, and also Space Patrol Luluco, which is probably uh, like the closest to this one. Yeah. Like, if, I think, I don't know why Luluco just did not land when I love Dead Leaves mm-hmm. so much, but yeah. Yeah. I can see the, was, I can see the DNA for sure. It was definitely the opposite for me. It's like, well, I love Luluco. Why didn't Dead Leaves grab me? And then this time it did. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Totally makes sense now. Your brain, your brain now has the context to make yeah. Dead Leaves work. It really is just turn brain off yes. and enjoy. Just <laughs> crazy in- animation. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's, you know, it's only like a 50-minute thing, and they just cram as much yeah. stuff into it as they can in an hour. And there's a guy with a drill for a dick. Yep. Just really like, <laughs> good. Just like, hey, if you, because this was before Girl and Laga, and just yeah. being like super, super explicit about the metaphors. <laughs> yeah. I love Tetsuo the Iron Man. <laughs> um, this so the next one's a very random poll. It's no game, no life, the movie zero. Mm. Okay. This is something I had watched a while ago at work as like a joke. Like I just threw it on my phone and then I'm. During downtime at work, I watched the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then was by the end I was like, "Wait, was that actually really good?" <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to revisit it at some point, and you know how things go. A year later, okay, I'm finally going to revisit it, and I still actually really liked it, mm. even though, boy, is there one crazy part right at the start because it's like, I don't know anything about No Game No Life, the actual series. Oh, that makes I- us even weirder. But this is a prequel set, like, thousands of years in the past. Mm. So it's really not connected. Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, the main characters are, like, wink, wink, nod, nod, reincarnations of right. the main cast. Yeah. Or, like, the other way around. Mm-hmm. But there's a character who is a little girl. And in this, she's a robot. Oh. Apparently, in the main series, she's the main character's sister. Mm. And there are romantic tones with her uh, in this, which yeah. makes the sister stuff in the main series Make super more weird. Oh <laughs> boy! I, my, my the old literally the only thing I knew about No Game No Life was that there were a bunch of incest overtones. Yeah, that, that was okay. the only thing I picked up about it over so, osmosis. Basically, same. But in the movie, they contextualize it where she's a robot and not actually blood related to this guy. You can in any you way can, because like the laws are, you can fuck a robot if the robot is your sister. She's not his sister. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying, if the robot is your sister, you can fuck it. That's just the look. I didn't write the law. I just, I just, I just support and it's obey. It's actually them. Asimov's fourth law. Yeah, like it. They just put that in there. It's like RoboCop's fifth prime directive. Mm. Oi. <laughs> so this movie follows the trends that I like. Of just, it's kind of total nonsense. Mm-hmm. It gets the action gets so incomprehensible by the end <laughs> right where it's like wars between multiple factions with like world level ending capabilities and like this huge army of robot girls mm. just it's a fun dumb time and it like there were a couple trends in the stuff that i watched of like one was a bunch of like 
early 2000s things I watched in a row, and then this one fit into a trend of robot girls learning how to love. Mm -hmm. Or, like, not not love, but, like, robots kind of figuring out what it means to be human. So the fact... Because, like, I watched this, and then I watched Planetarian. Uh, (laughs) Like, immediately afterwards. So... So this is skipping ahead a little bit down the list, but I watched the Planetarian OVA, and it's just a straight remake of that game mm-hmm. until the after credits. Because well, to be clear, a straight remake and significantly worse than the No Game No Life prequel. Much yes. lower on the list. Yes. Okay. I mean, it, this this one's in the middle, but it's like okay. I would not see any reason to watch this over the visual novel. Right. Mm-hmm. One, for the fact that, you know, the novels, the original, I generally lean towards those, especially, like, with Higurashi now having read it. Like, and and, yeah, and ca- Planetarian is also, like, it's not a huge investment time-wise. Yeah, that's the thing, that this is, this is like, a five-episode OVA. It's about the same length, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and you're getting the better story with the visual novel. Yeah. But the story is so largely unchanged, they just kind of soften up a little bit of it. Yeah. But then... Not here for at that. The, at the very end, I was like... Okay, but what about our protagonist? And then it cuts to credits, and I'm like, oh, they're probably going to do the thing as like an after credits fuck you. And then it was me that got fucked. Okay. Oh, just, no. Just kind of got to spoil this a bit. So, movie ends with protagonist walking off into the distance. Yeah. Just like Credit. the end. Yeah. Credits. Okay. But there's no like army waiting for him there. Oh. And he's not as significantly wounded. Oh. And then the after credits is just, oh, and then I met three more people who were out there. Oh, that just, no. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. And they they say, like, who are you? And he goes, me, I'm And then cut the No, he has some cheesy title. He gives himself some cheesy title, like, I'm the Stargazer. Oh, my God. So then there's the... So that's 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 the reason why this is lower on the list is because they fucked it in the last like thirty seconds, yeah, literally. Like you you completely botched it, and all it took you was thirty you... seconds. So then there's a planetarian movie which I didn't know about before I watched the OVAs, and mm-hmm. it came out like literally a month after the fifth one. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this was kind of the whole planet the whole time. The movie adds like a fan sequel story to the whole thing. Oh no. But it's like, I think it was like a fan disc or something, it, you know, not written by the original authors. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. the whole thing. But the weirdest part is that they use that story as the framing device for everything else. Mm-hmm. So it starts with like the big flash forward to protagonist in the far future, yeah. even further future. And then he starts telling them the story about this robot that he met. Mm-hmm. And then it flashes back and basically plays the five OVAs. Note for note. Oh, jeez. And, and then there's a new ending at the end of that. Oh, and I was just God. pretty checked out by that point. Yeah. Where it's like making this thing some huge saga yeah. when it's like, no, it this was this. This is like yeah. one cute standalone story that didn't need anything extra to be added yeah. or anything removed or changed. Yeah. It's like changing the framing just really, really yeah. seemed weird. And even the movie version of that is also, like, significantly 
softened from, I guess, the novel version. Mm. Where, like, the thing on the novel version, the synopsis I read was like, and these, the settlers, these, this settlement, they've never seen any other people. And then in the movie, they're just like, oh, hey, are you a traitor? Oh, no. Like, oh, the world is supposed to be over, guys. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're they, really missing the point here. They took away the acid rain thing, too. They took away like. the acid rain. They yeah. do that so that they can have a scene with, you know, the rain becomes yeah. tears at the end. Yeah, like, come on, people. Like, you, like you, I kind of got that as an animated thing, but it's the, it's really the changing the story. Yeah. That, changing uh, it so but, dramatically and then embellishing yeah. in ways that aren't really, like, they don't really kind of carry the same weight as that original mm-hmm. story did. Yeah. That original story fucked me up, huh? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I was so ready for this one to destroy me, and then... Nope. It kind of didn't, and then and then right at the end when they changed the ending, I was just like, so deflated. Yeah, a stargazer. It's so cheesy. <laughs> like that's to me. To me, the thing that really sticks, that really makes that ending so much, is the fact that the ending, ending, the meat of it is really lingered on. You live in that space for a long time. Yeah. And then Mm. everything after that is like three text boxes. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that scene in the anime is still like super long, like 20 minutes out of, you know, a two hour thing. (laughs) It's, but then the, the whole framing of the over of the movie is like, Oh, but then the thing they said they were going to do, he actually went and did it himself. Because he's like an old man in the movie. Mm. Oh, isn't that sweet? And he has his own little miniature planetarium. <laughs> like, they build... Oh, it's so... The more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, this was fucking stupid. Mm. They build umbrellas so that he can make a miniature planetarium for these kids. Oh. And it's just... Yeah. The plot has been lost. Yeah, y'all are... You completely, yeah. Like, what made this story work and why it works? It's like we don't need the, like June says, the planetary extended universe. <laughs> it really is that. He walks off. He walks off after at after the end, and then Samuel L. Jackson comes up. To <laughs> You're the stargazer, huh? <laughs> Got a place for you. Building a team to save the world. Oh my god. Hateful. We- <laughs> Hateful. Oh god. That's actually how Girls Last Tour ends as well. Yeah. It's the same year. Weirdly the same enough. Universe. Weirdly enough. No one actually, saw that. Both of the, both the people from Girls Last Tour and the guy from Planetarian meet up and then they and then they have like a whole little they make a village together. Yeah. And a bunch of they find a bunch of other people and they all live happily ever after. They yeah. both yeah. They, <laughs> this resolves both stories. Yeah. Um this this next one's kind of weird. So I talked about a show a while ago called Shiro Bako, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. an anime about making anime, but not the one Polly's thinking of. Right. Not Aizoken, yeah. Yeah. This is the one that's more about the actual anime industry. Where... Yeah. No, I know okay. what Shiro Bako is. Okay. But there's like a shitload of characters in the show because they're making like real ass anime. So there's like 50 characters. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm the producer. I'm the director. I'm like five voice actors. You know, there's just a ton of characters in the show. Like, and they're all under a ton of stress because <laughs> it's a little too realistic at times. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the Shirobako specials are the first episode of the show they made in the show. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's so good. 
<laughs> because these shows are so stupid and so over the top, and it's right. just like... I would watch these if they were real. Oh, man. That It was heartbreaking because they were just played totally straight as episode ones. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it was like, but you know you're not actually going to you're be able to continue to watch rest. episode yeah, two. Yeah, that's fucked. Like, mm-hmm. episode... The first episode is the show, the show they made in the first half. I forget. Oh, Exodus. Mm-hmm. It's about, like, these three idols that get framed for murder, so they're on the run from the cops. Mm-hmm. It's just very goofy, kind of sinful gearish energy. Mm. <laughs> like that's the I posted a screen cap of like an idol where they're like, You don't have the balls to shoot a gun and she's like, Don't underestimate an idol. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the other one is like it's girls in Panzer except or it's girls in Panzer meet strike witches where it's just like realistic military jets fighting against aliens. Right. And it was fun. And apparently there's a show that's extremely similar that I have that I'm going to watch at some point. Mm. But it was like, man, if the, that one was also like, if this show was real, I would watch it. And then I'm going to skip a little on the list because I also watched the Shirobako movie, mm-hmm. which is an actual sequel to the series about them making anime. But it's lower on the list. Yeah. So this, oh. the connection here is that it's been three years, and the, it opens with them watching the premiere of season two of one of the shows I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But it, but it was done by a different studio. It wasn't made by them. Oh, and it's and it's a fan service show now. Oh, okay, okay. So she so our main character, you know, is flying around in a jet, and she does like an aerial maneuver, and her top <laughs> yeah! pops off. Hell yeah, it does. It was just like, and they're just like rolling their eyes like, I can't believe this shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, the movie was fine. I can't talk about all these because I'm looking at the length of this list. Yeah? Well, there's one you have to talk about. You know that one. I've got, like... Okay. You can make room for that. There's two he has to to talk about. Has to. I'm not even sure I'm a quarter through, so we're going <laughs> to rapid fire these. All right. I okay. watched I watched the Heat of My Sketch graduation OVA Uh-oh. after literally eight years of avoiding of it. <laughs> and it was fine. It was good. It was a very optimistic episode in spite of the trailers. Because mm-hmm. I realized somebody had mentioned this. The fucking like 15 second trailer for this thing put every single crying shot in it. Oh, my God. They... <laughs> The fucking advertising was so misleading that it got me to hesitate watching this thing that sounded like it was just going to make you ugly cry for an hour. <laughs> and then it wasn't actually that bad. Like, they were very, like, happy for the characters that graduated. And, the, and it's so funny, them talking about those long three... Those, those three years we spent here, and I'm just like, it's been eight years it's since been... I watched Shitamari. <laughs> it was... So they were fine. That's they weren't good. amazing or bad or anything, but it was like, mm. okay, like... I had, since it's been so long, like, I've already accepted that Himari sketch ended. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it ended whether I watched the finale or not. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of, like, already assumed that was already done. Uh, they had already yeah. kind of, like, moved on to a format that I wasn't super into, and I didn't like the new characters at all. The funny thing about that show is I think seasons two and four were, were my favorite. Mm. So, like, I was, like, not in a position to let it go after season four, like, really... I felt recaptured what I loved about that show. And yeah. then they're like, and it's over. And I was like, oh. 
But I know those new characters never really did much, though, and they're barely in these OVAs. Yeah. Because it's really just... It's, it's not about Psy. them. Like, it's not about them. Yeah. It's about Sai and Hiro uh, yeah. graduating. Even Yuno and Miyako are barely in it. And there's a part towards the end where you think Yuno is going to start crying. Oh, no. And I'm just like, I'm just no, like don't, don't do this do to me. It. Don't, don't, don't. Fucking don't. Do it. She, she doesn't. But even like you can't even make Miyako cry. You can't make that work. No, don't, don't. I'm not here for it. Don't. Yeah. If this had gone like full brutal sad, like them being really emotional, it would have been. Yeah, it would have sucked. Okay, next thing. Clock clap. Next, next show. Uh, I watched the keynote journey. So much anime, right? I'm still at the top of the list. I would say. (laughs) Get it. Get it. Get to tell me when you're at the halfway point. Okay. We'll. we'll, we'll Oh. Okay. So keep, let's keep going. Okay, I'm I'm splitting it right now. Okay, so I know where the half is. Cool. Um, Kino's Journeys, Diova's. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. just two more episodes of Kino's Journey that I had never watched. That's it. Oh, cool. Were they just more Kino's Journey? Yeah, they were just more Kino's yeah, Journey. I like Kino's okay. Journey. It's a cool idea, but and I, I hate the new one. Yeah, I'm never gonna watch that because I tried to and I got. I tried watching the new one a while ago, and they went. One of the episodes was a remake of an episode already in oh, the original. Boo. And it was just being able to be like, wow, this is like 50 times worse. Oh. Just completely killed it. about it? Well, one is that the original was actually a two-parter. It was the arena episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They remake that in like 20 minutes in the new one, and it's just awful. Yuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there something that was like making the whole show worse? Uh, the art style, for one, okay. is like, it's very... Just everything just didn't seem to come together. Like, that show, I think, just has a mood that could have only been made in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. It's very ponderous. It's very subtle. And I don't think... You you don't get a lot of ponderous and subtlety in anime anymore, I don't think. Aw. Not a lot of it. Yeah. Um, Next one is just a movie on Netflix that I was like, oh, this looks good. Uh, It was called Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. Just a cute little rom-com nothing mm. really to say about it okay. i enjoyed it again heavy emphasis on music which man that's like kind like, of like all of the netflix anime it's just like yeah it's really not a lot here nothing worth talking about <laughs> listen Polly, i've got like 10 more things actually more than 10 i mean so this was like it wasn't quite an eight but it was a high seven right, so okay. that's where we're on on the list okay um okay next up was alien nine. Oh boy oh boy this, how how did so? This is one me and Polly watched like a decade ago. Yeah, it's a, it's a show from like two thousand one, two thousand two ish. So this was also in that that's that early two thousands era that ha- definitely has a certain mood to it. Mm-hmm. This is a show. This this is a show. It, it's oh god, how do I talk about this one? <laughs> it's so. Funny. I've seen it described. Per, I've seen it des- described per- perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to articulate. It's a show about middle school girls, and it frames the idea of puberty as, like, a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's not, that's not wrong! Like, that, like, that whole idea is totally fine, and I understand where it's coming from. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a very fucking weird show. (laughs) It's a very fucking weird show. Like, there was this review that gave it a really low score, but I'm like, that's why the show is good. Yeah. Is that... They said they wrote like things keep happening, and I just feel really dirty and ugly watching it. <laughs> the whole fucking point. Yeah, like that's that's the show. 
It's such a weird I'm thing. I'm looking at that review now. <laughs> good, good. So the the version I bought also came with the manga, which is in the anime was only four episodes, so it only did like the first half, and I read the second half, and it was like it was fine. Mm. Like I think it kind of loses a bit of like. I don't read a lot of manga, so, like, I'm not used to the whole format. It's just harder to follow for me. Yeah. So it just kind of got weird where it's like, it still never explains itself, but they still also keep introducing new alien factions. Mm. So it just kind of got kind of confusing. Yeah. And then there was, like, a sequel volume released after the anime that just gets really, really strange by the end. Like, there's, like, one forum post about it on my anime list, and that person is like, I'm not really sure what happened. Because <laughs> they also get into, like, doppelgangers and body swapping. Oh, God. Like, people are transferring their consciousness through the hats, I think. is So it gets really confusing when you already can't tell the characters apart that much from the artwork. Mm. Then they're also swapping personalities around. Like, yeah, it kind of gets weird. Yeah. Um... Okay, so I already talked about Shirobako. We already talked about Planetarium. Mm -hmm. Next one was a movie called Machia, When the Promised Flower Blooms. Okay. Uh, God. So this one I went into, like, totally blind. Mm -hmm. It's just fantasy world, and the main character is this race that doesn't age. Yeah. And she adopts a baby. All right. And then, like, 20 minutes into the movie, it kind of cuts, and all of a sudden it's five years later. Oh, <laughs> So, our main character... Did I say she's an elf or something? Then, maybe. She, she, she basically doesn't age. So, she still looks like she's 15. Oh. And her baby's like 5 now. Oh, dear. And then, smash cut to like 10 years later. Now they both look 15. Because he is 15 and she's actually like 30. Mm -hmm. But she's not aging. Mm. And then, smash cut to another 10 years later uh -oh. he's like 25 and she still looks 15 oh jeez and he's feeling real uncomfortable about the whole mom thing yeah 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 I see that it's it's an interesting movie and they really do deliver on that whole like the premise of you're going to outlive your yeah, kid you're are going, you sure yeah yeah are you sure you're emotionally ready for this and then she's not yeah of course so, like, I haven't seen that really explored. And then exploring it in, a like, a two-hour movie makes things pretty quickly yeah. <laughs> develop. And... Yeah. But, like, I did not like this as much as people did because it has, like, an excessively high score on my anime list, like an 8.4. Mm. And, and that site kind of hates everything. Yeah, they, they are not... Yeah, like, that's the, 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 the bastion of negativity there. <laughs> it's not super positive, for sure. I'm trying to figure out why I know Marie Okada. She direct. She wrote the. She wrote the um, anime adaptation of Toradora. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've heard that name before too. She, she has so much stuff. Holy moly! But I, I. But yeah, I know I knew the name Marie Okada from something like mm. Kisniver. Like, oh god! Weird. I started Kisniver during the break and dropped it. <laughs> I think I had I've never watched that one. I just interesting knew, recognized it. Mm. That's a show where I was like. I knew part of the premise, and I was like... And then there's the part where they fight aliens, right? And then I realized there's no actual, like, combat in the show, and it's just like, oh, weird, you're just you're just building a squad, and they don't fight things? This is not anime. What, no. What's going on? No. <laughs> uh, the, simple I'll throw brain lies, the Simple Gear brain lies dormant and un unfed, unsatiated. Not even Simple Gear brain, but just, like, 
just regular shonen, anime brain. Just, yeah, just that's so many shows. It's like you you gather like eight students, you give them like this weird debilitating thing in exchange for power, and mm-hmm. it's not that. Mm-hmm. So I was like super confused. It's like no, it's about empathy. I'm just like, uh, what? Oh God, I remember that one now. Yeah, I remember the premise now. Yeah, it's like weird sense eight. Yeah, I mean that's I suppose sense eight. Okay. Um, okay, we'll do one more. Okay. Uh, I watched Kite, Kaito, I think it's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. This was a hentai OVA. Okay. And like for the for the remastered re- revision, they cut like the four minutes of sex out of it mm-hmm. to just make it kind of an action movie. Right. <sighs> a censor's added again. But like. The fact that they had to cut so little meant it was never actually an important part. Right, mm-hmm. right. And also, who needs a bunch of not great sex scenes, is to say it lightly. Mm-hmm. So this is just this kind of gritty movie about a teenage assassin, mm-hmm. and she kills people. Mm-hmm. And there's just there's a few just really shockingly well-animated fights. Again, like the animation and action is really good for what was in its original Japanese release advertised as a hentai. And people were like, wait, this you tricked us. Like, the production company apparently was like, wait. <laughs> wait. Then you were making us porn. You just made an action movie. <laughs> made us action porn. This is really inspiring that you had, like, a whole list of things you've been wanting to get to, and you just fucking chewed through so many Yeah, of them. like, there are so many people that sit around whining about a backlog... You know, for that's, thinking that's me. That's me. <laughs> but they think they're gonna do something about it, but they don't. They just sit around and watch Twitch all day, and and, <laughs> and then Rhett goes and like, check this out. I'm going to not only dig into my backlog, but I'm going to prove that it is fucking futile to do so. Yeah. <laughs> While you were playing Final Fantasy XIV, I was studying the blade. Oh my god. <laughs> Part of it though is like. The reason it's all anime backlog is because the anime backlog was somewhat approachably manageable. Yeah, the like, game backlog, I oh, know, is never happening. That's never fucking happening. Because games are much longer. Yeah, yeah. Anime has time in, time out, where it's like, hey, this thing is 48 minutes long. There aren't, just, There's not a side quest in the middle of an anime yeah. that's going to make all take me another two hours. The side quest is not tabbing over to Twitter because you get a little bored. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you can just not fucking pause and look at Twitter, you will finish this in 48 minutes. Which means, hey, you know what? That one, That's pretty hard, though. <laughs> oh, believe me. I think out of all these, I think Machia was the one time I was like, this movie's two and a half hours long. It's, oh it's like 1 a.m. I'm not going to stop no matter what. And I actually didn't stop. That's like the one time I didn't pause. That's like a fucking superpower, Rhett. You're inhuman. Believe me, at the end of all this, I kind of never wanted to watch an anime movie again. Yeah. I I was so exhausted. I was telling Polly, like, I am inflicting suffering on myself by the end of this. (laughs) Uh, Look, like, my anime movie backlog is, um, I want to watch A Silent Voice. Ooh. I want to watch Wait. Tomoko, Tamako Love Story. Um, and then, like, two others. <laughs> you, yours is so much more powerful. But mine got called viciously because I was like, I can't just watch everything on Netflix because it's anime. That's what I'm saying, is that this is my this is my cold one. It's like four movies. Yeah. 
Mike called one was like 20, and that was still like more manageable than video games. You are you, you're the anime connoisseur, Rhett. I guess. <laughs> I've said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it. I've watched 500 anime, and some figures the best one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we can pause. I need to pause for a bit. All right, okay. all right. We will be back to we'll be back to Anime Boy Summer soon. Don't worry. Oh boy. All right, I'm gonna rub my my hands together because I also want to talk about an animation. You want to talk about animation? Oh boy. Uh huh. Um, I finally concluded my journey with an animated story that I've been following for years. Maybe I'll have two. I don't know. Um, it's a psychological mm. deep dive uh-huh. about a dude dealing with his trauma uh-huh. who has lots of mommy and daddy issues <laughs> right. and subsequently implodes over and over and hurts all the people around him. <laughs> yeah? Um, I finished it, and I don't know if this is going to be a controversial take, but I fucking loved the ending. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problems with it. I finished BoJack Horseman. I, right, right. I mean, yeah. this is where this is going. <laughs> Prepped y'all ahead. I was like, hey, I've got a bit. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I felt that this was probably going to be where you were headed. Okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this... Basically, I've start, I've watched this started, like, um, when I think there were only four seasons, either three or four seasons, mm-hmm. and just kind of kept up with it. Um, the final season came out last year, and... I didn't watch it for a good... I just didn't watch it. It was partly because I think the, the pandemic just fried my ability to do anything yeah. besides play video games. Yeah. Um, Even you saying it came out last year is, like, bizarre to me. I was like, oh, that's definitely 2019, right? Well, the, the it was split into two parts, like, oh, um, like oh, Breaking okay. Bad. So okay. the first half was... Um, eight. first eight eps was 2019. The second Okay, so I'm, I'm not completely off the mark there. I'm no. like, seems like it's been a while since this ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is just, it's just really good. (laughs) Okay. It's really, look, it's, it's one of those shows that it's about a really horrible dude and digging deep into that, into his psychology Mm -hmm. and why he keeps hurting people around him. And that's the kind of thing that can be like like a cliche like a cliche of literature of literary writing basically right, right yeah is like is that kind of bullshit is just like digging really deep into this dude's suffering and and like following that and focusing on that to the exclusion of all the people and women he hurts yeah yeah um and i think i a reason it took me to get so long to get to this one despite loving it was that i was like basically every single season i was loving it more and more until we get to season five which was a little like repetitious in the sense of like and then he spirals out again and then he really really (laughs) hurts someone and it sucks Uh, a lot and you and i really don't feel good watching it mm. and then he and then he doesn't face any consequences because that's the nature (laughs) of this world and our world yeah (laughs) And it's it was a little real. And I can't imagine why you would have difficulty watching something like that. And it was a little bit like it was a little much. And then it was also getting to the point of like, okay, what is this all for though? Yeah, like I think at some point you have to ask, like, are we just wallowing in this now? Are we in some weird mm-hmm. way? Are are we in some weird way glorifying it if we're not going to address it in some way that's a little more substantial? 
Exactly. And that's the tightrope walk the show is very consciously watching. Mm. Um, and I, I think that the, um, that the whole finale season, um, it does as well as I, it does as well as I can even imagine with with handling that and handling that material, mm. which is just that it is about him finally healing and doing the work mm. and growing in a meaningful, substantive way compared to where he was at before, which is that he had many, many false starts before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first half. And throughout that whole first half, things are catching up. And it's the season two fin- it's the season three finale, and it's the season five finale, and it's just this series of awful things this man has done, just kind of starting to spiral around him mm-hmm. and catch up. And a big part of your brain is like, oh no, how is he gonna get out of this one? Right. And your brain and then you realize, like, well, he probably shouldn't, actually, because he sucks. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. You would hope that's the point they're making. Yes, you would hope he is like funny and likable the whole time. The show is never like a chore to watch. Mm-hmm. It's not like dreary. Um, it's in- intensely funny, and it constantly. <laughs> there are so many good fucking jokes about all the people being animals. <laughs> Like there's just one where Mr. Peanut Butter, the 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 actor movie star who's also a golden retriever, is at his table in his movie star mansion, and he has a plate and a glass of wine, and then just a bone. Yeah. He's like, ah, yes. And then you look to the side, and there's like one of those decorative fruit bowls, but it's all full of tennis balls. <laughs> and then there's another scene where like somebody goes, quick, quick, a bird got into the kitchen through the window. And then you go in, and instead of it being like a little bird, it's a, like a fully grown character bird, person bird, wearing like a suit, just like hopping around in the kitchen. Everybody's chasing, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> and like, there are, there are so many good jokes and gags that I can still remember very vividly. There's one payoff in one of the earlier seasons um, that really sticks in my brain of just it's a recurring joke where somebody buys a restaurant that's a fixer upper and it's just full of holes the holes on the floor and people keep opening the door and stepping in and then (laughs) falling and then falling and that happened they do that they do like a couple iterations of that joke and they have another one where someone is talking on the phone they're about to step inside the the restaurant they keep like He's about to, and then he closes the door and he keeps talking on the phone, like, okay, before I go in, let me talk to a little bit more. He keeps going, and then finally he just steps out the other way and gets hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) And the the whole restaurant where everybody's been falling and doesn't even come into play. Fantastic. So it's it's very funny. Um, They keep that that spirit around throughout the whole show. Mm -hmm. Um... There's a lot of different characters that are everybody. All the characters are neurotic in different ways. I empathize them. I, I my favorite is the golden retriever, mm-hmm. is Mr. Peanut Butter because he's just extremely excitable and happy and loves loves all of his friends deeply. And then he deals with a lot of issues that come from facing life that way. And I was like, oh, this is nice. 
Oh, but just weird. Weird. Weird that you would relate <laughs> to that character specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another character. There's Todd, who is um, is introduced kind of like a slacker, couch surfer character. Um, is constantly coming up with ske- with funny schemes and mm-hmm. business opportunities, and it's very just joyful. Mm. Um, uh, ultimately realizes he's ace, mm-hmm. and the show handles that very tactfully. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was like the first time, still like the only time in like a, a main stream show I've seen that represented. And that was like three or four years ago at this point. Oh, nice. I think that rules. Yep. Um, so I think where the season six and a lot of the show really thrives is that it focuses a lot on the internality of the characters that Bojack hurts. Yeah. Um, we learn a lot about them. When we see the consequences play out, some of it is the consequences and how it's catching up with Bojack. But in another, it's he seriously hurts someone who's working as a movie star. And she has some issue, like PTSD. Mm. And that causes her to act out on set like two years later oh, or like a year later. That's fucked. And then like, the director of that movie is talking with the director of another movie and she's like hey how about that um that character you're, that person you're working with how's she doing she was great like three years ago and he was like well i've got to be honest i've kind of had problems on set and she's like oh maybe not then and it's just like oh shit wow just like this fucking domino effect yeah watching the way that this one this violent act just mm. reverberates through time yeah. and denies people of opportunities Nice women of opportunities. And it's like, oh. Too damn real. <laughs> um, and the way the show in the back half plays out consequences catching up with him is very brutal and searing and hard to watch, but then also does not give you, like, any kind of easy out. Oh, nice. With, yeah, like there's no there's no resolution that's very tidy and tragic and cathartic essentially. Mm. Um and I feel like the way they the, the way it plays out and the way they handle it, um they they're very cognizant of like the real world politics of what they're representing as well. Yeah. Um like with stuff like Bill Cosby and things like that. Mm. Like he, they the way <laughs> The way they play out Bojack, I to me it, it walked a line where it kept kept where the show has stayed completely watchable the whole time, where in my where in my like viewer brain I was always like wanting him to be okay mm-hmm. and rooting for him as a person mm-hmm. to succeed against himself and his own demons, mm-hmm. um, and then I would have to pull back and in my thinking brain realize he deserves this though yeah um and i think that balance is what keeps it from just being like a chore keeps it from just being like miserable um but that that was also me i i not i don't know how every, anyone everyone else is gonna necessarily react i talked with a lot of um a number of friends that all have all watched it and have very low tolerance for like man pain yeah and I, liter- and that's understandable yeah. Or like literary man pain, man angst. Yeah. Lit. And they all seem to basically really appreciate how the show handles it in the, in its back half of its last season. 
um, where it feels to me responsible and how it goes about dealing with that. Yeah. Doing that kind of downward spiral narrative, basically. Um, and, and the fact that it doesn't build to like a big tragic cathartic resolution is what keeps it like you, you never like get that point where you can finally just separate yourself from the damaged people in the show. Oh yeah. That's, that's rough. Yeah. You keep, you, you, you have to keep like, thinking what are the ways I am like this and not necessarily about Bojack but about all these other characters that are all dealing with their own damages there's a character that is trying to write a book and goes on antidepressants and at the the same time and then decides that the antidepressants are keeping her from being creative because she keeps having writer's block after she goes on them and goes off them and has like a bad meltdown like oh that's pretty fucking real oh the the Mr. Peanut Butter wanting to just wanting to fix everything, just wanting to make everything okay, just wanting to do any whatever it takes. I'll, I'll, I I want to make you happy. I want to make you happy. I want to make you happy. And how that can be the worst thing. Yep. In a moment of struggle, in a moment of actual interpersonal conflict. Um, and him having to deal with that. Yep. And there's a point where one of the the lady is struggling with writing, and then Mr. Peanut Butter walks up and is like. Oh yeah, I wrote I wrote a book too. Oh after no! Like, for like no! struggled for like a year That's to get literally... something out, and he's like, "Yeah, just just came out of me in like a weekend." <laughs> why does this feel like such a John thing? Like, why can I things? can literally see this happening? I didn't know writing was so easy. <laughs> yes, that's always been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> So, the the relationships get wrecked irreparably, like in the finale, and then keep it. You keep moving forward from that. It's not yeah. the ending. Yeah, that, like it, you, you just keep going, keep mm. going, dealing with the fallout. That's the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically feel like this is sort of the we we talk every now and then about stuff like this i feel like this is one of those like capital a art shows oh yeah yeah yeah. where where it's not about just necessarily taking you on an emotional roller coaster and having a fun time no but the theming of the show holds the viewer culpable in a way that's very uncomfortable yeah um, and leaves you in with lingering unease mm. and cathar- and like catharsis. There's there's warmth to it too, but it's it's you know like Shinsekaiori where there's no tidy cut cutaway or like the original Evangelion like to call back to that fun gag from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, like you you don't get that. You just you're just living in it. Yeah. You just living in it and then it's over and then, but it's not over. It's still living on in your heart. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And I really, I really cannot emphasize so fucking funny. Yeah, like this is this is a show that's on my to watch list. I've never watched it, but it's like, mm-hmm. it, like I've always loved the premise. I've always loved every clip I've seen from it, and it's just like, yeah, yeah like I need to sit down and devote some of my time to this because I like art that functions in this manner. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and while still being just an absolute blast. To watch, yes, just yes. making you love everybody and care about everybody, even when you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first two seasons a while ago, mm-hmm. 
And he's so bad at the end of season two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Don't worry. That keeps cut. That keeps coming. Oh, but like, boy. it was already like too much for me where, but then <laughs> season three kind of rebounding and being like, Oh no, we we're fine for a bit. Like kind of realizing it was going to go through that cycle for several more seasons. I kind of just fell off of it. Oh my God. Red season three finale is so rough. It's so that, rough, You're Red. definitely making him want to watch it. That's for sure. Season 2 finale sucks. It hurts a lot. Season 3 is so bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I, I'm just going to say I believe you. Point. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if you, if, you, if your intent is to get Rat to watch this show, you're making a hell of a case. I'm I'm not <laughs> no, trying. <I> don't know. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying if he was already off the off the train, yeah, uh, that was maybe the right time to hop off. Because oh, I feel okay. like the part where he was like, "I'm out," was like where the show is like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is this is where we're going next." Enjoy. <laughs> it just like I forget how it went exactly, but season two felt like so much of. He's on the road to recovery, and then the finale hits, and it's just like, ha, 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 just kidding. <laughs> That's that is the, that, see, That's that the is the cycle. That is the show. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There's no, there is no tidy happily ever after. But I, and again, maybe, maybe outside, maybe outside season five, like it, it didn't feel repetitious to me. Season four, especially, goes in kind of a different okay. spiraling direction. That's very cool. Mm. I think. All right, what are you gonna say, Rhett? I don't even remember. So go ahead. But yeah, I really, I, I think this is just one of the best shows I've ever seen. Cool. Um, I'm glad I finally went back and just wrapped it. I kind of knew it would be really good. Yeah. I just never went back to it. Um, it's very funny keeping up with Rick and Morty as well while watching oh, this. Because no. like, like those two shows almost seemed like sister shows at the start. Where it was like, oh, we're kind of doing similar things here. We're doing this shithead dude. St- it's like deep dive story. Uh-huh. Um. And then Rick and Morty has just almost completely dropped that. Like, it's just goofball hijinks, and he's a shithead, but ha, 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 it's still fun. We're just one big dysfunctional family. It's kind of like the, the, this is like sort of like the family guy version of BoJack Horseman at this yeah. point, where we're just reveling in how shitty he is at this point. Yeah, there's definitely like an indulgent component. And like, I can imagine uh, of just like playing, of being this shithead god basically in Rick yeah. and Morty yeah. and I, I, I like those first two or three seasons a lot um, but I feel like the show has very firmly stated, Rick and Morty has very firmly stated at this point that it is not interested in going into any kind of artistic direction this was always about the funny haha sci-fi, goofy sci-fi premises this was never actually going to be uh, anything bigger than that don't expect anything more than that please we, we have to make six more seasons of this, we can't do that <laughs> We can't make art. Sorry. Yeah, just wasn't, is there Go any ahead. sort of story arc at all in Rick and Morty? It seemed like there was going to be, and they basically That's, just kind of... Uh, and they made, like, a joke, jokes to the effect of, like, Haha, we're never going back to this. This isn't... We're not doing it. We're not doing... Oh, uh, that's, that's, like, the worst, where, it, like... They had a vision, it almost seems like, and then it became super duper popular, and they were just like, anyway, six more seasons instead. It's anyway, like six more seasons, ha ha, let's, let's, let's Peter Griffin this shit. Oh my god, it's, it's dire. Yeah, uh, I, that, like, there is then, a show that I just, like, 
you want to fucking torture me with, like, yeah, we'll throw on some Rick and Morty, because, oh, God, it's certainly very, it, it fits the bill as insufferable. I really like the first couple seasons. I've rewatched them several times, but I'm just like, but but there was a promise I felt the show made to me. Yeah. Uh, I felt like BoJack made a similar promise, and I didn't know if BoJack would be able to, like, pull it home, and I completely did. Cool. And Rick and Morty, there's 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 no chance in hell. There's nah. no interest in that. Nah. So I I really like this. That was a a blast. Um, I that, that show was a blast. I'm glad I went back to it. Mm. Um, I could throw it back to Red. I feel I have um, or throw to break. <laughs> Red. Oh, I, if you I have more, have, go ahead. I have um just several movies I watched. I didn't really play many games at all. Mm. I just watched movies and yeah, not a lot of games this episode. Like, like I said, really I, not. Like I, I played Mary Skelter and a couple demos, man. I'm plucking away. At, I'm plucking away at Trails from Zero. I'll finish it. I'm so mad that I didn't finish Trails from Zero before starting grad school. Oh. Yeah. So oh, like, that's clean, rough. Clean break. Clean break. Nope. That ain't happening. Nope. I'm still in it. Um, it'll always I, be there for you. Always, always, <laughs> always. Though the rest of the rest of trails may very well be there for me. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, I, I meant this game. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna finish it. I'm getting there. I'm in, I'm in the tail end of um, I don't know. I mean, I, I could be I could be a third threat. No, um, I, th- I definitely think you're getting into it now for reals mm-hmm. with some of the stuff you posted today. Yeah, yeah, I know it's I know it's a five chapter game, so I don't, but I don't know how much the last chapter is just going to be like plot explosion or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's gonna go for sure. Yep, we'll see. So, we'll we'll, we'll wrap that up hopefully next episode, God willing. <laughs> um, I so I I um. I saw the Green Knight with um, a couple with um, my brother and partner mm. um, in theaters. This was just like somebody just told me, like William just pitched me. I was like, "It's artsy Arthurian legend mm. stuff," and I was like, mm, "I like Arthurian legend for some reason. I'm not gonna think about it. Just for some reason, it's just very interesting to me." Oh. Um, and this is just like, I. I I'll, I'll show y'all like the trailer, like the the um poster or something but or you can just google it the green knight it's just like extremely talking like polly said ponderous earlier for like ponderous anime right like this is that oh. it was like two hours 15 minutes and it takes its time mm. it takes its sweet time luxuriates it luxuriates in various shots and images um it's very arty and slow and I really loved how this one wrapped up. Um, this is it, like you just—I just, just kind of let it take me for the ride. Figure it out. Um, I had my—I had my idea in my brain. I was like, okay, this is about mortality. It's about facing mortality. Um, and I just kind of lived in that little read for most of the movie, and the way all of these cool—it has a bunch of extremely imaginative images and set pieces. Mm-hmm. And then the way it resolves is just, just absolute, fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. The way it wrapped up for me, I was really, really satisfied going out of the theater. Um, this is one of those movies where it makes a lot of weird promises, and it could, it, where it could just really go either way. And then the way it worked for me, I was just 
extremely happy with it. Mm. So hopefully once that one's on streaming or whatnot, um, give that one a look. Um, I watched, so I, every year, whenever I'm with my mom lately, I'm like, hey, let's, I have this movie I've been wanting to watch. Let's watch it together. And she'll go, okay, happily. Uh, and then both of the last few times, it's been something really weird. Uh-oh. So last year I got her to watch the, I had watched the first two Joan of Arc movies that I knew I cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, not the one Rhett knows. Sorry. And it was either last year or the year before. And then I wanted to watch, I heard that there was a musical one, oh, a boy. foreign musical one. And I got my mom to watch it and it was over two hours long. And it was like a bunch of non-actors oh, no. singing, like with nothing happening for two plus hours. Oh, God. It's one of those like very, very dense party movies that I was that is beyond me oh and yeah my poor and my mom was like oh okay we're both just like hey mom so like by an hour in i was like mom i'm sorry like well we're this far in now <laughs> yeah we can't pull the ripcord at this point hey mom nope. have, you, have you seen human centipede no it wasn't it was not quite to that level but it said this year so my mom is um deep into like 70s um 80s music especially 70s music mm-hmm. um so like led zeppelin especially yeah. um queen um, every time I'm down there now, we watch the Queen Live Aid concert, which is a 20-minute clip, which is just very fun. Good stuff. Um, and I was like, Mom, let's watch Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yes! Because <laughs> I've, I've watched that. I've watched several rubbernecking videos about that awful that Doug Walker. That awful Doug thing. Walker shit, yeah. And it's so fun. It's so much fun to watch that it get torn into because it's so embarrassing. Yeah, like I... It's one of the most tone-deaf pieces of media I think the internet has ever spawned. It's just like, how can you be so joyous, so joyously and uproariously fucking stupid? (laughs) Just, like, completely dense and incurious and uninterested. I had to think about this! That means it's bad! Oh my god, it's so choice. So I've watched probably, like... Between rewatches, like uh, across like several YouTubers, like six or seven hours of, <laughs> of, of Doug carried. Walker just getting intellectually power bombed through a building. <laughs> I rewatched the folding ideas one especially, just like oh, this is so choice because because the way that the way the Dan Olson one starts is just like extremely moving, affecting read of the movie yeah. for like eight minutes. Very good, and then very good like here's here's what it is like to actually talk about this movie like an adult yes <laughs> and then like and then just like piecemeal dismantling the man making this oh it's it's thing. such it is such a a precise and visceral cut down of a human being's intellect <laughs> and and just complete lack of intellectual curiosity like six minutes where he's where he's where where Doug is just like oh you're just complaining about your teachers because you're a whiny high schooler and then Dan is just like oh you see <laughs> da, 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 da. he talks about the school system he talks about a number of the dynamics at play in that thing and by the end of it you can tell like you can tell how just like coldly angry Dan is <laughs> yeah. like very right but like very righteously so like he understands the complicated politics behind this hard 
problem. Yeah. And is just so and is incensed that this dude just was like waltzed in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Here's my political cartoon about this. Just like Oh, oh my god. Oh. Just like talking about it like a grown up and it's so choice. So I've, I've been I've been interested for ages because I love Pink Floyd. Yeah, they were my great. favorite bands. They're great. Yeah. Um, like Wish You Were Here is one of my favorite albums. Yep. Just period. Um, that whole run from um, uh, just from <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon through Animals or from Metal through Animals yeah. is just yeah. no choice. Yep. Um, and I but I didn't really have a close relationship with the Wall. Um, I had a close relationship with the shorter albums, um, Metal and Wish You Were Here, and um, Dark Side of the Moon, especially, especially really, especially Wish You Were Here. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the wall was just a little too long, and I didn't, didn't quite grok it. Yeah. Um, and watching this movie, you get it. Yeah. This is a extremely effective series of images and filmmaking accompanying these tracks and telling this story um and it like it's another it's another downward spiral story just kind of a running theme here uh about a shithead dude hurting (laughs) people around him um and it's really good um and the way and like there's a bunch of really extremely choice animated sequences too that are just very well done Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really like, I feel like if you're familiar with stuff, like one of my like formative albums was the downward spiral, just like, since that's why I keep referencing here. And this was like such a strong example of that tradition, especially with the visual component. I feel like that really, it really did kind of bring it all home for me emotionally. Um, and it's just, and it's really cathartic. The, The thing with arty movies that I kind of had to realize with approaching them was that it's not like an intellectual puzzle where you have to learn what it means. And if you learn what it means, then you've won the movie mm-hmm. um, and you've, and you've appreciated it correctly. I think that that's me, the like, worst way to, to yeah. indulge mm-hmm. in these kinds of things. Cause the thing about arty movies like Green Knight or Pink Flight the Wall or like The Lighthouse is a one is a one from a couple years ago I really liked um is that just kind of appreciating them on a visceral level just letting them wash over you they're still very just affecting and involving mm-hmm. and they still pull you if you're if you're engaged and trying to learn th- think about what it means and you're if you're trying to engage with it emotionally then it can they pull you in yeah when they're good um and this just absolutely did that where i was just entranced the whole time um especially with the very very cathartic um trial and resolution um so this rules pink floyd rules it made me really happy um and did y'all have any thoughts on that one I don't know anything about y'all's relationship with like Pink Floyd or anything. I mean, I love Pink Floyd and I like the movie. Like, I, I am mm-hmm. not like, look, I'm I'm a dumbass and I know where my strengths and weaknesses lie. And me sitting around <laughs> trying to dissect an art film and explain yeah. to you what it means and like I can tell you what it means to me and things like that. But like, I don't mm-hmm. know that like 
anything that I can say about it at this point would be anything you haven't already heard from like any of the dissections of that movie at this point. Like I think it is a wonderful piece of work. I love it. Yeah, I was I was already I was definitely playing with um like the cheat codes on because I watched the Dan Olson oh, video yeah. going into it like, oh, okay. Well, I know what this means. I know what this is referencing. Oh, this, yeah. This was in Thatcher era. Mm. Did you, did you, did you, did, like, did you pipe up while the movie was going to, to impre- oh, you Im- know Im- it. impress these points oh. upon your mom? Like, oh, look oh, how smart little baby John it. is. You know I was. Oh, honey. I was fucking hoping oh. you would. Full on asshole. Don't, don't worry Jeez. about it. No, I was, I was, uh, I was very, Cognizant of trying of not like wrecking her film, watching it a time too is much better than the Joan of Arc musical. Yeah, but, yeah, the childhood yeah. of Joan of Arc. <laughs> I happened to watch The Wall for the first time like three years ago. So before, obviously, like that video you just mentioned, where oh, here's mm-hmm. what it actually meant. So like that was my realization. Oh, that's what it all meant. Okay. <laughs> when I watched the movie, I was just like, "Yep, that sure was a thing." Mm-hmm. Good music, though. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Great it's really good music. The 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 children into the meat processor is like an all timer image. Yeah, like that. That's so good. Like you you don't get any more on the nose than that, do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, yeah. When you when you watch art movies, you don't exactly get much solid narrative. No. Which is usually mm-hmm. what I'm personally looking for. Yeah. 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 I think the only bit where I kind of got adrift for a while was when he when it was the whole fascist section near the end. I was like, okay, yeah, so he's, like, he's falling, up, he's falling apart. He gets pulled into this, is yeah, because like, he's a vulnerable dude. He's getting pulled into fascism mm-hmm. as an outlet, or is that, am I just reading that because that's the world right now? I mean, I, has that always been the world? It's art. I think that art is always going to be interpretive, and 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 like when you look at it like that, I think that that's that. That is a valid read in 2021. I mean, watching this three years ago, you know, with that president. Right. It felt super relevant at the time, and it was very uncomfortable. It'll probably be relevant for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like the theming of the tear down the wall at the end, because I've been using that verbiage a lot. Is like a wall around my heart. Oh. Um... Without even like conscious, with not yeah, like not consciously pulling, pulling just, that right. It just felt like a clear, clean metaphor. Yeah, and I was like, oh, um, yeah, I I fucking love this. Yeah, um, good shit. All right, I've got one more movie, and then we're gonna toss it back to Rhett. Okay, okay. Um, this is a this is a little one. I watched The Cat Returns. Oh, is that Miyazaki? Nope. No. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Good. <laughs> I'm I've I've watched every Miyazaki somehow I'm good for a while yeah I, I really I really burned out hard I Ghibli in general man, like three or four years ago all it took for me to burn out on Ghibli was spirited away I was like okay okay <laughs> this is where I get off this fucking boring ass bus <laughs> I still really like spirited away I think um Howl and Ponyo in Wind Rises I'm just like nope oh what? nope so Cat yeah, right. Returns is Ghibli, but it's not Miyazaki. No. But it's not Miyazaki, and it's not okay. um, I kind Takahata of just It's not Takahata either. Okay. Who I also have, have had, historically, had a lot of trouble with. Because I watched I watched Grave of the Fireflies and did not cry. I mean... I think I we're think, all in I acceptance think, on that listen, one. Listen, I think that the... Uh, 
the Graveyard of the Fireflies is a very emotional movie, but I think the people that really want that movie and anime to be seen as a very legitimate art form want you to really cry at it because that makes it deeper to them. And I don't think that it's going to elicit that reaction in every single person that watches it. Did not cry either. Yeah, I just didn't really... There was, there was, there, I'm not saying it's not sad. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's not sad, and I'm not saying that it's a bad film. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. look, y'all, calm down. Not everybody's going to calm cry. down. Calm down. Let's just have a chill. Let's have a chill here, okay? I watched Grave of the Fireflies and I watched um, Princess Kaguya, mm-hmm. um, and I, I was just like, I, I remember nothing from Princess Kaguya. That movie complete. I watched it intently, and that movie just completely rolled over my head, yeah. rolled over my back. Yeah. Um, and then I finally looked it up and I found out, oh, wow, this one is like two hours and 20 minutes long. Not actually going to do like a fun revisit of that one to see if I missed something. <laughs> and also I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and it was 100% critic rating, of 90% audience ranking. I was like, whoosh. Sorry, y'all. Yep. Um, this is, this is, yeah, I don't know. He passed away several years ago too. So this is extra. That, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, my bad. Sorry. My bad. So, like, those are the two big Ghibli people right now. I still love, like, Castle in the Sky. I still love... Uh, like, mine are... My, look, everyone has a Ghibli movies. Mine are Castle in the Sky, Kiki, Totoro, um, definitely Princess Mononoke. Yeah. It's, okay, it, I was just waiting for that one. It's, it's just Kiki and Mononoke for me at this point. Yeah. Um, and I'm still down for Spirit Away. I could still see revisiting that one periodically. Um, Porco Rosso doesn't really do anything for me. Nausicaa doesn't really do anything for me. And then all the stuff after Spirit Away definitely doesn't. Yeah. Um, oh, and I want to rewatch Castle, um, Castle Cagliostro. Mm. Yeah. The other, the, yeah. the third of yeah. the three castle movies. Yeah. The first in the castle series. <laughs> the castle trilogy. <laughs> so was, I, w- go ahead, Rhett. Cagliostro was on my list of stuff to rewatch because a VTuber did a watch along with it. Aww. But it was like... I've already seen that movie, and I've got a whole bunch of other movies, so that one yep. got shelved for a bit. Yep, we got, we got, we got to get all this new shit out of here. Yeah, I remember that one being very fun. It's very good. Yes. That's it's. Fun I haven't as fun. seen nearly as many, so like that would probably be my second favorite, mm. just because I haven't seen like eighty percent of them. Oh my fucking god! I had to watch Howl's Moving Castle so many times. <laughs> I just saw that once in theaters and thought it was fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. fine. That's the point. It's fine. Oh, I'm not man. here to watch two hours of fine. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like I feel like with with the movies, like I I, I watch so few. This is this is me watching uh-huh. movies. I have not watched like almost any movies for the last like year and a half. Right. Like, I've watched maybe five movies before. Um, this this before august since like march of 2020 because mm. i was just all that just i couldn't engage yeah. that way i couldn't not look at twitter yeah um <laughs> and i i've just been like there are so many movies that are just like basically perfect that are just like completely stellar right so i i really don't have to feel like i need to make excuses for whatever I, i'm in that very i'm in that kind of um like not super deep into media thing where I've just got a huge like buffet of basically perfect movies I get to enjoy. Like I've got my letterbox. I've got so many I desperately want to watch. Um, 
that I know are just going to be bas like basically perfect. Yeah. Um. So like Polly had that Scorsese binge, and I've got several yeah. Scorsese's. I'm like, yeah. That's yeah. really ready to get to. It's gonna be good. Shit. Um. I haven't talked at all about Cat Returns. Really, it's just, <laughs> it's like eighty. It's like seventy-five minutes. It uh -huh. is so short. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. It's so nice. It's just like this low stakes, but not low stakes in a way that's unengaging. It's right. still like it pulls you into its world without it being super scary, but it, it's just like a, a like a low key fun adventure movie. Mm. Um, and like it, it was just like the perfect antidote, antidote to the the ponderous and like aimless and meandering um, Ghibli movies I had seen. Um, oh god, I I saw the I saw the 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 borrowers one that that zero impression. I saw it in theaters, <laughs> zero impression on me. No no room in my heart for that one. Uh, but everybody cherished it because it was Ghibli. And yeah. I was just like, well, mm. that's how this goes, huh? Um, and then this one, just complete opposite. I just totally loved it. It just, like, I just had a smile on my face. Like, it's not a big thing. It's not a serious thing. It's not, like, a thematically weighty thing. It's just a nice little adventure. Mm. Um, I liked it a lot. And those are my movies. Those are my movies, y'all. I had cool. a good time. I think I've escaped today with minimal damage. I'm only going to subscribe to one of the new Hololive girls. Only one! But I love her. The rat is cute, apparently. The rat's pretty cute. Yeah. Let me see the rat. Where's the rat? Uh, As somebody who does have an appreciation for... How do I... I don't know. Group DM? I don't know. Group DM, it's up there. Okay, there it is. There's her debut stream. I'm not watching the stream. I watching this stuff. We can. I don't like the design though. You that. take my cheese. All right, let's take a look. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not okay. feeling it. <laughs> the collar's cute. Oh, the little ears though. I get it. I appreciate it's it. The, I like the teeth. Of course. Well, yeah. That's that's the... Okay, I have to close this. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, four of them are like, yeah, she seems good, and one of them, I'm like, simp, 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 immediately. I don't even... I don't even... I don't like any of these designs. Holy crap. No, it was... It was explicitly when I heard one of them talk. I was like, oh my oh. god, her voice is... Fucking good. Yeah, I'm looking at, like, I think all these new designs are actually really bad. They're kind of crazy. I think they're boring, yeah. and they're, over, like, they're way overthought. Like, there's just, like... Oh, yeah. Like, the overdesign is off the charts, for sure. Like, that's sort of, like, the same issue that I think that Falcom's running into, is that, like, their, their outfits are just way too extra now. And I mean, for what it's worth... I mean, was it was it really the point of East Nine? I don't know. They they really got crazy in that one. Yeah, like East Nine especially, and there there are some instances in Cold Steel as well where I feel that just like guys, I think you're just way overthinking this, and it's just the designs are so busy, especially with the girl down at the left for some reason. She's just bothering me. Uh, the the Wait, the, the, the plant girl, like Tengu pasted 
Tinker put an image in chat of all the new girls. Oh, and oh. I just think, like, yeah, these designs I, are way too busy. I like the blue girl. I don't care. I, her design's a little busy. The helicopter is silly. Yeah. But her I, voice. I, it's I, it's I, entirely I, her voice. I immediately went, oh, I like Plant Girl. <laughs> just like the green hair. She looks like a forest spirit. I mean, like a, and, like she, an and she has bare feet. Well, there you Hello. go. There you yes. go. It was like the she only literally con- posted an image of her design and it said, like, bare feet the, on it. The only confirmed bare feet VTuber. That girl's going places. Hey, Red, number two from the left. I don't Big see the image. Titties. She's got titties that are gigantic. Is it the mm-hmm. darker skin girl? Yes. Yeah. I don't I, I don't see the image, but I knew which one you were talking about anyways. Mm-hmm. She kept saying Sana is big, like the, her whole meme is big. <laughs> I kind of I like the rack girl's smug face in this one. Oh, definitely. Um Poncho points out there are two barefoot girls in this pick. Um the Poncho, Poncho, is... I think Poncho has ended up somehow in the um he has somehow ended up in the V2 hole. hole and yeah. It's it's been weird because I see Poncho being the one making the VTuber references, and it's just like, what? That's not Mike Patton. That's not Guns and Roses. What are you do? What are you doing? Who kidnapped you? I think, I think it's cool when people. I mean, if look again, it's fine and love what you love. I'm not saying don't. Hmm. All the there my my feed my VTuber content on my feed is delivered by Rhett and several lesbians. That's my to- that's my timeline. So several lesbians. So several lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I I I didn't have anything else. The only thing I um I could have potentially talked about is that I think could maybe have, I'm, I feel guilty because I feel like it could have made like an interesting discussion. Would have been digging into Alice Sebold's The Lovely Bones and the accompanying memoir and how they inform each other. I want to opt out of that discussion right now. <laughs> I'm not up for it. I surprise of surprises. I'm not either. Weirdly enough, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just saying, no, I don't think you. I could contribute anything to that. Yeah, I, I literally have nothing for that. So, Mm-mm. no, thank you. It's just it would just be very heavy, and I and I'm not feeling it. So, mm. all right, it's not. So why don't we go ahead and return once again to the summer of Ret God. Okay, so this, these next ones are going to go quick. Let's go. Because Polly doesn't really have anything. She played Mary Scales. Yeah, I'm, yeah we're about done. This is, this is the anime hour. Let's do it. Literally the anime two hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got anime of the decade. That was your big... Like, well, we did anime of the decade just so you could say Simple Gear was the best anime of the decade. Like, yeah. Let's be real here. That's, that's, None that's of those other crazy. entries mattered. Monica matters. <laughs> Shinsekai Yori mattered. Shinsekai Yori yeah. mattered the most. <laughs> I think Madoka mattered the most, but okay. Uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> that image Rats. of, like, the three people on the boardroom. What's the anime of the decade? Monica, <laughs> Shinsekai Yori, and then there's me. Simple gear, and then gets thrown out the window. <laughs> I mean, we all had our we all had our thrown out the window options, because Polly had Hari, yep. and I had Faith Zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was, Simple Gear is my number one. You guys had the other. Reasonably placed. <laughs> a tactful number three for Fade Zero. A tactful number two for Hari. Rhett, tell us about more anime uh, movies you've watched. It was so 
retarded. We're so ready for uh, it. I'm gonna okay. say we're so ready for it. <laughs> okay, so this this one was really just kind of a checking the box off a list one. Uh-oh. Where it was like, it said I was going to watch it, and then I watched like half an hour five years ago or whenever it was recent. Uh, I watched Psycho Pass the movie. Mm. The first one. Because mm. there's more. Okay. Apparently... There's like three movies now, but one of them is like actually three hour-long things that combine. Anyways, this is the only one that the original author, uh, Urubuchi. Urubuchi. I almost said Uchikoshi. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not it. You can tell because Urubuchi is the one that writes good stories. Well, I feel like Psycho passes his universe, and it, like everything I've read about season two is. Don't watch that one. Yeah. No. Thank you. Yeah, so I figured I would just put a cap on this universe with the movie that he... I'm sorry, my throat is dying. Um, I feel yeah, like we got we got intense yeah. ragweed right now, and the allergies are fucking real. I just, I talk for like an hour a week and this is it, so that my throat's just dead <laughs> at the end of these podcasts. Like, I, I will have days at work where I just don't talk to anybody the entire time. It's That's wonderful. Fine. So my throat literally doesn't get that much exercise. I'll give that throat some exercise. Are you scared to talk to people because your hedgehog quills will hurt them? I'm scared because there's a fucking pandemic out there. Oh, that too. That is explicitly transmitted via talking. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the vocal cord parasites, obviously. I saw something. Okay, this is off topic. <laughs> I saw something last year about did you know that COVID spreads easier through English because of how our pronunciation oh, works? Oh, man. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, fucking Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of wild to have that out there of an idea, and then, like, a couple years later, yeah. it kind of happens. <laughs> anyway, Psychopaths, the movie, was kind of forgettable. Mm. It was just like, hey... What was it? Like, they go to another nation that is, like, developing their own civil system. Like, they license it from Japan. And <laughs> all the very fun issues that that has. Because, like, it's kind of a police state thing where, like, they can arrest people based on their emotions. Yeah. Like, it's minority report kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then, because it's, like, not actually being overseen by Japan, like, it's a super corrupt version of that. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, they have, like, implemented hacks and, like it's giving false readings and they're using that to kill people. Mm. Like it's an even darker take. <laughs> okay. Um, next movie I watched was the one from studio 4C who did techno and concrete. This is a recent one though. It's called motherfuckers. I <laughs> like the name. Uh, I think it's based on an American comic. I don't really know anything about it. I just saw it on Netflix and it was like, yeah, that, that looks fine. Mm-hmm. And it, it was fine. Fine. Like, Again, I'm not a huge movie guy, and, like, the action in this just felt a little slower than it should have been the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, like comparing it to something like Dead Leaves, where... <laughs> it's 45 90... minutes and non-stop insanity. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, even if it's, like, an hour and a half, I forget how long it was. Even if it's, like, twice as long, and, like, half as much action happens in it. Something like that. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like, watching those so close together was like, this is a not-as-good version, kind of. Because it is that same style, similarly, of it's pretty nonsense and crazy. Mm. But doing that in 
where it's much slower is just not as fun. There is there is one very good line where one char character is just like, dude, did you just fucking kill a cop? Like, because <laughs> the cops are after them for some reason. It's like this big faceless goons. Like, they got bodysuits and masks on, and then he just grabs one of their guns and shoots them. Just killed a cop? Now I'm horny. I was like, okay, it's it's right near the start, so I'm like, this movie has potential, and then it kind of didn't live up to that, basically. Uh, mm. um, so the next thing I watched was... <laughs> so Kaito came as a two-pack. That's one I actually have on DVD. Yeah. It sat on the shelf for, like, a good five years. Mm -hmm. So there's the original movie, which was edited from a hentai OVA. Mm -hmm. OVA. Mm -hmm. And then the sequel, ten years later, that Liberator. just was Liberator. Yeah, Liberator. It's not very good. Yeah, yeah. I remember when that came out. It, oh, boy. Yeah. Boy, realizing that this was a 2008 show mm -hmm. and, like, or a 2008 movie and, like, probably looks worse than the original. Yeah. And, like, when you think of what shows back then started to look like in 2008, like, Gurren Lagann had happened, Code yeah. Kiosk had happened. Like, this feels a good decade older than it actually is. <laughs> And then just the whole story of like, hey, instead of being like this gritty, you know, assassin thing, now we're in space yep. and there's aliens just really missing the tone of the original entirely. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I had thought that like, oh, people don't like the sequel because it's going to be kind of schlocky. And then it's like, but the original was the super violent hentai one. This is just kind of boring. Yeah. That's even more of a sin. But yeah, like you can't go from weirdly like over the top and silly to just well it, it's boring it's just kind of boring and like so tonally distant from the original where yep. it's like an alien like these guys on the space station turn into aliens and they crash to earth and then she's sent to assassinate them it's just like this has really kind of lost what no the original was no at all yeah She's fighting against this bulletproof monster. Like, this is this is weird. Uh, and then the final movie that I watched, after right after the two weeks of, you know, the binge. Yeah. And I was, like, pretty exhausted at the idea of watching movies. Mm -hmm. And then this came out, and I was like, well, gotta be part of the discourse. Gotta pull that bandage off. I watched Evangelion 3 plus 1, Thrice okay. Upon a Time. Okay, uh, is this the point where we want to get people, like, a chance to Not, bail if they're I have more bail? to talk about, so... I do have more to talk, talk about, so we can just skip it for now. Okay, we, we, we will circle back around to Evangelion oh, 3 plus 1. Um, yeah. But you watch that, uh, we'll get yeah. to what you thought of it uh, later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was just the list of movies in OVAs. God... I also watched some series. You had to be watching anime from literally the moment you woke up <laughs> till the minute you were shaking your dick off to take your to take your evening piss before going to sleep. That's one way of putting it. It, it really wasn't. It really wasn't that much. It was like if I can watch like two things a day. Yeah. It's a lot. And that's so that's like three hours, three to four hours of a day, you know. But and like you're, you're tacking series onto this. But most of this was actually in the last week. Mm -hmm. 
or some of it was. Well, the, the first thing, the thing I really wanted to talk about today, my number one priority, top of the list, favorite show I watched. Mm-hmm. So I'm a spider, so what? Yes! What? Bewildered right now. Holly, I'm not sure what gave you the impression I didn't like this show. I I don't know. The tweets did not... Like, I don't know. They just didn't read I mean, there's like the somebody one who, enjoying it to me. Every time... Everyone, I read the complete opposite. I was like, oh my god, this looks delightful. Hmm. You're making so, it sound delightful. There was a show from a few years ago called something like That Time I Reincarnated as a Slime. Yeah. And I didn't like that show because no. I felt they had a good premise and instantly squandered it. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the first episode of that... Because I think the premise of that show sounds like your main character is a slime, the weakest enemy. Yeah. You can do a so lot with that. Yeah. So they've got to be smart and cunning to survive. They've got to outwit their opponents. So the first episode of that show is basically... It's been a bit. Maybe it's the first two episodes, but I recall it as the first episode. Right. And it's just... They learn how to absorb enemies and gain their powers. and they, So they go around the starting cave, absorb everything, and then there's a dragon at the end, and they, like, absorb the dragon and make a deal and become, like, insanely overpowered by the end of episode one. Right. And the entire show is just them kind of cruising through life after that and facing absolutely no resistance. That was not how I would have written that story. No, no, no. So... I'm a spider, so what? Feels like the realization of that premise of done that pre- yeah, more delivered. justice. Right. Because the spider does eventually become incredibly powerful through mm-hmm. bullshit. Right. But it fucking takes a while. It's the entire first half of the show. Good. Is the first half of the show is Spider in Cave trying to survive. Yes. And there's a shitload of <laughs> consuming the downed victims that she kills. Like, there's there's definitely a loop here of find enemy that is too strong for her to deal with, miraculously find a way to kill it, and then eat it. (laughs) And level up. (laughs) That sounds like a good show. It's... It's pretty gnarly at times. Like, the very first thing she fights is, like, a frog, and it spits acid on her and, like, melts half her body away. Oh, good. Not half, but she, like, gets it in the face and, like, her eyes, like, scarred. But then when you level up, you heal. Right. Like an RPG. Okay. Yeah. So, like, both... The reason I compare it to Slime also is because they both have the exact same premise of... They're in an an RPG isekai. Yeah. Like... There's straight up a voice talking to Spider like, you leveled up. You can buy this skill now. Well, like, you have 100 skill points. Here's a list of your skills. You're you're level 2 now. Like, it is just giving, like, these extremely detailed RPG stat readouts. It's, it's the stuff they kind of hint at. It's something like Konosuba, but don't really go all the way into, whereas yeah. this is diving much further into that. Yeah. Konosuba is kind of like the we-don't-give-a-fuck version of that, where they'll just yeah. go... Oh, yeah, and then he bought steel, which allows him to magically steal panties. Yeah. Like, it's the parody version, of course. <laughs> Whereas this, it's, like, a huge part of the plot, and, like, it mm. rationalizes some of the bullshit so that it doesn't feel like bullshit because it's it slowly builds up over time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the whole level-up thing, being able to heal yourself, means that this is not... So, oh, 
the main character is voiced by Oyuki, who does Hibiki. That's why you watch the show in the first place. Which is why I watch that show, but also, what a perfect... There's never been a more perfect show to watch for a single voice actress, because... It's all her. It's all her! (laughs) It's just, like, the first half of that show is her talking to herself for, like, 80% of it. She just monologues constantly. <laughs> and then they even do a thing where she she gains, like, multiple brains, so she has parallel minds that are also voiced by her. So there's four of her talking to each other in <laughs> one body. They're getting their money's worth out of this voice actor. They, they really d- definitely worked out. I was like, I hope you got, like, a, an above-average paycheck for this one, because you did definitely did a ton of the heavy lifting in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then she, you know, the story couldn't stay the same forever. I get it. Mm-hmm. She does learn magic eventually. She does start to get really ridiculously powerful. But they find a way to always make the fights exciting. Because mm-hmm. there's kind of this rule of there's always a bigger fish to fry. Right. It's like, even when she's killing dragons, oh, now the demon lord is after her. <laughs> and then there may be levels above that there's always the bigger fish to fry so like it never gets boring in that she becomes invincible even when she becomes invincible (laughs) she literally (laughs) she gets a skill called immortality (laughs) and and they don't and the tension still doesn't immediately dissipate because she still isn't actually you know there's still ways around that because everyone in this universe at the point they become broken. Yeah. Right. This sounds like this sounds like it's tapping into something fundamental about the isekai appeal. Yeah. While dodging around a lot of the lousier parts because it's this mm. lady spider MC who's by herself. Okay, so now I have to drop the show. I gotta drop the foot on this show. Alright. Even though it is my favorite thing, still, it kind of was barely... Um, Mm. So I keep saying the first half of the show. Yes. The the second half changes things pretty dramatically, and it's not as good. Mm. Because in the first half of the show, there are these interludes to a group of human characters. Mm -hmm. And... It actually does do a thing that I had wished another show had done, where it's like, when she died, it wasn't just her; it was her entire classroom. Right. Like oh. this, it was this random high school. Their their whole class just fucking blew up. So you learn that not all of them reincarnated into this world. Mm. So you've got the, you have this other group of characters, like five of them, and it's like. Two of them are princess. One of them's a teacher. Like the teacher from the from the human world is also a teacher in the isekai. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like they're all like the characters you meet are all kind of living a pretty nice life. One of them turned into a dragon. Um, they're all doing pretty well, and like they're aware that there are other people, and they kind of want to gather everybody up together and you know form the band of reincarnations. Mm-hmm. Their parts of the show are kind of boring as fuck, though. And in the first half of the show, it's not that big of a deal, because it's at absolute most, like, 20% of it. 
like they won't show up for episodes and then you get a little bit and there's maybe one part that I thought dragged on a little bit too long mm-hmm. but for the pri- for the majority of it it's the spider show yeah. that's what you're here for <laughs> in the second half it kind of flips the script mm-hmm. and I just don't kind of get why because mm. it was very obviously building up to the eventual meeting between the two sides and there becomes a lot more going on uh, with the human story side of the story. But it's never really good. Right. It's just, hey, it's not nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot of action on their side as well. But because all the action in the show is CG animated, as soon as it becomes human characters, it's not as oh nice yeah, looking. Because like. Yeah. The spider fighting against monsters, if it's CG animated, it doesn't really bother you that much, and her animation's really good. Mm-hmm. When it's a bunch of, like, human versus human, and it's still CG, Uh-oh. it's a little rough. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And it really kind of reached a point where episode 21 is literally called, Guess I'm Not In This One. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and having the spider acknowledge that they weren't in that episode made it quite the slog to get through. Like, even though it's, like, 22 minutes, it's, like, this feels like 45. I actually, like, fell asleep and had to restart that one. Because it was... It was the calm before the storm episode where it's, like, 10 minutes of characters setting up the war that's about to happen. This is why... Yeah. When you said that this is the best TV show you watched, okay. I was literally you, like, "What are you fucking talking about?" You saw the you saw the back half of the tweets. You missed the first half of the show where I said, "Like, I fucking love this show." Like, it's Aww. I'm so conflicted with this one. This the is first not half the was, only reason I'm conflicted right now, and just like weird it out. Okay. <laughs> I loved the first half so much, and then. The spider stuff in the back half is still so funny and good because mm-hmm. she escapes the starter cave and starts living with people, but they see her as a monster. Right. And there's a lot of good comedy in there where some people are, like, worshipping the spider. <laughs> and then she also does not give a fuck about killing people. <laughs> so it's, extre- it's extremely funny because she has just kind of lost her humanity at some point where yeah. she just will rack up body counts, and she just starts seeing humans as experience points. Nice! So, like, her character remains great, it's just there isn't enough of her, and I just don't know why. It feels like the second arc was kind of rushed through to get to the point where the two sides meet. I'm about to level up, and you look like just enough experience. Literally, there's a part towards the end where she's fighting the demon lord in a war with a bunch of humans around her, so she will just fucking wipe out the humans in order to level up and heal. (laughs) It's genius. <laughs> she she's like, I'm grinding out here. <laughs> it's so yeah. fucked up that rolls. <laughs> it's so fucked up that it remains the best part. But then like also the story doesn't end like at all. No. Cause it's like, okay, the two sides have met the end. I'm like Light novels. Again, again, yeah. the best show he watched. And it sounds like such a fucking wet fart at the end. It's not... <laughs> you Like, a... the, the entire back half of this show sounds completely unpalatable. The spider stuff is still very funny. The, I know, it's like... 
It is a show that is like a nine mixed with a six. It's the Omori of anime. (laughs) There's some sizzling hot ass takes, man. I just should I just go to the next one? (laughs) Well, what else do you have? What else do you have to say about uh, Spider Show, though? I'm very curious where it goes next because it does seem to have kind of really started to lose the plot. Well, you'll probably find out in two years when they do a sequel. I hope they do a sequel. That's the scary thing about watching anime. That's the scary thing about watching anything based on a light novel is that, well, maybe I'll get some kind of resolution. Holly, Brett, I feel like I'm kind of on a track towards becoming a light novel person, maybe. Maybe. I can see that. I can John, see that. John, you literally trajectory. wrote one. Because <laughs> um, we keep, I keep having these series that I'm so interested in, but I know it's like this long, long thing. And I'm just like, oh. mm, I, mean, I, I, I read, really. I mean, I read and enjoyed like the first four Haruhi light novels. So. I actually read the first one of those too. Yeah, it's really good. Um, if I feel like if I want to be, if I want to be an isekai guy, Isagai. Oh no! Isagai, really guy, get off really of my podcast to... right now! <laughs> I would really need to actually get into light novels. John, just read Re Zero. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I was actually thinking of Konosuba. I have the first one on my shelf. Nice. Um, I can take. I, I will allow Konosuba light novel. Oh, but they did just announce a new project for that one. Yep, there is something. Oh. They are doing something new with animated Konosuba. We don't know if it's yeah, a movie or, not, or a third season yet. We don't know. They will not reach the end of Konosuba <laughs> in I, the I animated think, form. I want them oh. to. I think it would be great if they did. There are 17, there are 17 volumes. Holy fuck. That's a lot. It's never, they are not going to adapt all of Konosuba. I, and, and I don't think that the world is the, the way the world is right now. I don't see them like skipping around and adapting around stuff and making it an anime ending. I don't like see that. them I don't oh, see them, I don't see them pursuing that story's logical conclusion because uh well, I don't know. <laughs> the love story is uh maybe a little perilous to cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that just... I'll leave that to your own like I'll just say I know where that story goes and I know who falls for who and I know what happens and I'll just say oh I don't know if they can adapt that and maybe license it I don't know. No, oh, I don't actually know. Interesting. I think Konosuba is fine as it is because it's a comedy. Right. Yeah, like, right. I'm not invested in the story. Of not at all. Sorry. No. Yeah. Whereas like Re Zero, I'm very much invested in the story that is not going to get a finished no, adaptation. How, how, how many volumes of that one are there? Like, Google I'm not even sure if it's done. Yeah, I don't think it yeah, is. Yeah, no, it's, the light novels are still going. There are 27 volumes. Oh, okay, me. guess what? Never getting finished in anime form. Enjoy I that. don't even know if they get translated the, at that point. Light like, novels get translated. Light novels get translated at a pretty good clip these days. Yeah, they've, got, they've, released, they've released 16 volumes in English of the light novels. Yeah. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I can see them getting to the end. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, these come out like every three months. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Imagine having to write a fucking novel every three months and just have that be your existence. <sighs> How much do you hate yourself? <laughs> hey, Red. Can yeah. we just can we indulge me for just a second? Sure. Did you like my book? Did you like my game? Yes. Well, you asked two questions there. 
Uh oh. Okay, okay, fill me in, fill me in. I am, I am, please, you can be completely honest and I will not, I will not mind or be mad. Well, you first said, did you like the book? And yes, we talked about that one a lot. And then you said, did you like the game? And I helped, I cut myself off. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's like you got me to start saying it was good and then you threw that in there. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, yeah, I, I literally, did, go ahead. I didn't hate facets, obviously. It's, I don't know what I was going to say there, but it's, it's a very interesting experimental, like, I think I saw somebody call it an anti-RPG, and I think that does kind of fit. I think there's two sides of facets, like the difficulty and the story. Mm -hmm. And because I played the easier version, they maybe didn't mesh in the way that was originally intended. Mm. Except for the fact that on the final boss fight, <laughs> where it gives you a couple breaks, I did not think to save. <gasps> Oh, no! So the fifth one, oh. despite my overwhelming advantage, was still down to the wire. Oh, yes! that's good! That's good! So it was like, I'll be fine. Oh, no! Well, I've got like seven mega potions, so I am still fine. But I'm still like barely making it each turn. Like that last fight, <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking like I I didn't have any I didn't have any particular expectations with the game because it's weird and because it's not necessarily yeah. uh, well I know you like sad stuff but what I don't know what if I what expectations I necessarily had uh -huh. there I did think like I really want Red to read that book I think he's gonna have okay. a good time. I that did end up deciding to read the book after playing the game, and I think that worked in its advantage. I think that definitely yeah. feels way better. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, part yeah, of me yeah. was wanting to be the, oh, I'm going to go chronological order. And then the book is like a ton of references to the skills yeah, of the game. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is way funnier doing it this way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Does her barrier have 200 HP or 300 HP? <laughs> The game was funny, though, because there's the, the second floor yeah, where you have those fucking door mazes. Oh, my God. It's so rough. I can't. I, I don't know it. Like, I know I know the third maze, like, back of my the hand. The third maze you know, is not as hard as the door maze. That's what's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, the door maze is really hard. I got Even to the door. stare at a map. It's so hard. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, like, I did. I got to the second floor, saw those door mazes, and just, like, walked the other way, like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> So I killed, like, the one facet I was able to find, and then I was like, gonna have to uh, fucking go through. I was like, John is not so mean as to just literally have the exact same looking room, like, ten times. <laughs> That's when I looked at the map. <laughs> and it really is the exact yeah. same room, like... Ten times. And then, and then he... Times. Here's version A, here's B, here's C, here's D. I'm just like, John, how did you expect people to figure this out? I'm sorry. I didn't. I expected folks to do what I do when I replay it, which is I just wander around for like 10 minutes and I uh, hopefully find all the treasure chests uh, and then leave. Yeah, I think I missed the first Dreamcatcher, which was fine. Oh, but It's very secretive, yeah. Oh, that, okay. one, that, one's pretty, that one's pretty hidden away. It's on the maps. I mean, I didn't need the map for the first area. No, no. That would have been too much. But yeah, it was the second one that got me, which was surprising. 
Because I and then I looked at the map and it's just like that same room like nine times. Like, come on, John. Well, well, the grass is different in each room. Oh my God, really? Little grass tiles. So if you really want to, you can make a map using the little grass tiles as markers. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better about it. Because just going through it, right. I thought these are literally exactly the same. Because the screen fades to black and then fades up, and it doesn't look like anything has changed. <laughs> yeah, I did put in. I did put in the grass tiles. I was like, okay, well, okay. Here's, here's, I'll, 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 I'll deign to throw something. Okay. I don't, I didn't, I didn't expect anyone to actually map it out, but it <laughs> felt better knowing that the option was more, was present. Because mm-hmm. then the, the third one, the actual maze, wasn't that bad. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad it wasn't. Because a couple of people were like, fuck this. That or one felt, were... that one felt more manageable because it wasn't just literally same room. Fade to black, same room, same, fade to black, same room, and just being like, I'm lost in a nightmare of repeating images. <laughs> like, it kind of gives you the thing to chase at the start, and then you find the other thing pretty quickly. Yeah, the it's one... literally, I, I put it together so that if you just kind of follow after the yeah. first asset, then it kind of leads you to the second one, yeah. and then from there you just have to get to the tre- chest, and then you go backwards, and then you get to the door. Yeah. The, the second one was the one boss I had to look at the guide for, because... I was like, oh, block button. <laughs> I've never blocked in a JRPG. What is this? Guarding? What is this nonsense? Yakuza 7 teaches you about guarding, and then you never need to do it. They're like, oh, and if, and if a character is looking at you, you can block. And oh. like, none of the bosses actually end up using that mechanic besides the first one. That sounds like Final Fantasy 6 and 7 both starting with, yeah. don't attack while this character yeah. 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 Really is. While this person's doing this, and then they don't do that gimmick ever again. Yeah, yeah like the first boss will very distur- deliberately like turn and look at a character so that they can block their next turn. Yeah, and then they don't do that again. So yeah, I once again forgot about blocking in JRPG and I had to look at the fucking guide for that. <laughs> you like the guide? The guide, the guide is, is great. Very funny. It's great. Thank you for that. I I really appreciate it when you told when you said. I have simple, simple gear brain. I liked the fights with the book. That made yeah, me really happy. I mean, there's a lot of fights in the book. There are a lot of fights in the book. I, the back half of that book is a lot of fights. It's a lot. Yeah. And you got your magic systems in there. Magic systems! It, it very felt, much felt like this is somebody who likes fate. Oh, yes. yeah. Like yeah. That, was my, that was my... Uh, that was my takeaway. I, I, I'd been wanting to do something that was like fatey for a long time, and I'd wanted to do something that was like a follow-up to facets, and then, then just kind of puzzle pieces coming together. I was like, oh, felt really good. Now, you need to do a third thing, though, so that the you can move game. So that you can... No, not the cooking game. Oh, okay. You need to do a third thing so that you can live up to that one tweet that's like, the more in-depth your magic system is, the funnier it is when a character with a gun shows up. Yeah! <laughs> Because it would be extremely funny if somebody in Facet's world just showed up with a gun and it was just like, fuck your fireballs, boom. <laughs> oh, you have a barrier? Guess what? This does 2,000 damage. Sorry, everybody's got a weakness to gun. <laughs> Weird, huh? Critical. That's what the dream catchers actually are. They're just gun. <laughs> Thank you so thank you so much for reading, Red. I really appreciate it. I mean, Here. I 
was going to feel like human garbage if I didn't because I literally had two weeks and, you know, 20 movies under my belt. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to get to this. I'm telling myself no matter what. And then I played I really, Fast Yeah. I really appreciate it because you were, you were the second person to get to the book. That's Total. a little shame because I, I, like I, like, oh. I felt like I delayed way too much. And then for you, when you said that, I was just like, <laughs> oh. It was uh, it was very much a, a moment of like oh yeah people don't necessarily don't necessarily want to maybe read a book. Mm. Well, if you're interested at all, there's the tweet in the thingy, and I did at, at your prompting. You literally yeah. like downloaded the PDF and like inverted it and then played music and it made like yeah. VN mode, which is very funny. <laughs> I mean, the PDF was like straight up hurting my eyes, which was unfortunate because yeah. it was like you know harsh black on white tip or you know. Mm-hmm. black text on gigantic white background and I tried putting it on my phone it was too wide and I was like oh now the text is tiny yep mm-hmm. so, I, so I just put it on I've just made a link to the Google Docs so that then you can use the app and that one has yeah. an, an inversion mode and it yeah. makes it readable on phones and it's nice yeah cool cool thank you for indulging me I appreciate it and thanks, okay. thank you both for reading I really appreciate it it made me really happy yeah. lots of love y'all alright Rhett okay so we're still <laughs> So, I'm sorry. This really no, did no, end up I, being I, the red episode. No, I mean, not for that part, look, but just we, all, the, we, all the anime. We signed up for this. We knew coming in this was going to be the red episode. Even, like, when we didn't know if we were pushing a week, we were already like, yeah. oh, yeah, in two weeks we're doing the red episode. That's just what we're going to have to do. I just feel like most of these anime I didn't feel like were really worth talking about. Well, I don't we have didn't do much. The problem is we didn't do much else worth talking about either. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Say, yeah, I made it to Chapter 9 and Mary Skelter 2. I know. Okay. Okay, so I think Polly was a little salty that I declared Spider my favorite yeah, anime. Yeah, I'm actually still just, fucking mad. Maybe just by a hair. I was like, the the th- first three I'm going to talk about, I'll, I'll have as an eight on my anime list. Like, let's not split hairs too much here, people. Uh, the next show I watched was Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. <laughs> yes! That's why she's salty! That's why I'm fucking <laughs> mad! You're sitting here talking about this show that you make sound like it's complete dog shit in the back half! And you're like, it's the best one I watched in a series where I actually watched Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, one of the best <laughs> anime of the fucking early 2000s. Uh, is it an isekai, Polly? No, it is not. Mm, it's not an isekai. Mm, interesting. Oh my god. I. <laughs> you're watching us get swallowed by these, like, evil phenomena <laughs> between this and the VTubers, just your friends, just getting sucked backward into the void. God, what like what has happened? Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. That's really like, fucking depressing. We're fine. You're fine. We're fine. You know us. You know we're cold. This is why <laughs> This is why I feel like I've tried to chill out about the whole watch simple gear thing cuz it's very scary when friend watches like thing you consider like a masterpiece. And and then they're and just then, like, and then he says no show about dumb spiders way better the dumb spider is so funny yeah yeah, so yeah funny. real great great sounds fantastic yeah, I mean sure like a show that completely shits the bed in the second half is way better I get it no I get it Ryan <laughs> Phyllis and I'm going I think your argument. Argument. God. My arc is that I watched the first two episodes like in July. 
and I loved episode two. It was my fav, probably my favorite one. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. and I didn't watch anymore for like a month, <laughs> and I don't even know why. I was just like, Ooh. yeah, I didn't say anything. You're just stewing over. I'm there. just like, no, go ahead. I just think Holly and I have very similar tastes. We don't have the exact same taste. No. Like... <laughs> we don't. Very clearly. Yeah, very clearly. <laughs> I am a simple... Simple... <laughs> I'm trying to say simple. I keep saying simpo. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> I am a simple... Simpo gear brain. Okay. Ghost of the Shell is... A much drier show. It's not actually very anime. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? I think it's like the very pinnacle of anime. I think, I think you literally. I think from the '90s, you literally define anime as Ghost in the Shell to a degree. I think there are shows that became become like Sacred Horses, like this in Cowboy Bebop, that aren't actually very anime. I mean, it's not anime in the sense of 2021 anime. Yeah. See, 90s, and I, anime, 90s anime will always be anime to Polly. I don't even true. think that, like, I don't even think that Standalone Complex is 90s anime, though. I know, I was thinking, I was thinking of, not class, I was thinking of um, the original movie. I mean, that movie's 90s as hell, but I feel that Standalone Complex ages really fucking well. Yeah, it did. I was shocked when I saw quite how old this show was. Yeah. Just even on a visual level, it's like, this is 2001? What the fuck? Like, it looks really good. Like, the fact that the CG in this on the Takiomas, like, yeah. looks completely modern is a little embarrassing. Yeah, for it other shows. really is. The Tachikomas Where, like, look fantastic. Have not aged, they have not aged a day, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. With how, like... You know, the Spider Show having kind of rough CG because right. it tries to do more with it. Mm -hmm. Where these characters, they know what they are capable of. They don't overextend it. Yeah, they like, they roll weird. around. Like, and they're, yeah. they're, they're the same kind of spider design, really. Yeah. So I'm a spider robot, so what? Yeah, so there you go. There's your sequel. And and one of them is voiced by Yuki Oi, which is wild. Because <laughs> she didn't get into voice act. Because she was eight at the time when right. the show came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I liked the show a lot, mm -hmm. but, like, a lot of the standalone episodes don't have a lot of bombast to them, where they're much more quiet, introspective shows, and then you go on my anime list forums to figure out what the fuck the twist at the end meant. What? I, I, oh, boy. Hmm. No, I just, I'm just trying to think of, like, what episode that might be, because I didn't really find... I feel like it's a lot of them. I didn't find Standalone Complex all that hard to follow, even in its standalone moments where it was trying to be a little more mm -hmm. heady. Uh, there are one or two, I feel, that kind of involve, like, the internet, the way the internet works in that world that can be a little fucky. Yeah. Uh, and hard to understand. But I feel that ultimately a lot, like, the, 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 the standalone episodes as as you get more complex episodes uh -huh. all of that stuff starts making way more sense when it, yeah. it's all because like the standalone and the complex episodes they're initially presented at this really super separate compartmentalized thing yeah. but the more the main storyline goes on you realize how everything really is more connected than it seems yeah. and like i think that that the later developments in that series 
give those episodes the context you need. Uh, and maybe you needed to kind of just trust that the series would get yeah. you there more. Yeah, I'm not saying that the show is like super complex or confusing. Like, I've seen Ghost in the Shell 2.0, not 2.0, the Ghost in the Shell 2, I think. Innocence. Innocence. That one that is fucking movie, that weird. Movie, is confusing. That movie's kind of just, uh, yeah. I, I won't even defend that movie, so. Okay. I think it's very good looking. It is very pretty. But I think But I think as far as the story, I I think Innocence the story is so far up its own ass it's ridiculous. Uh, okay. I'm just saying compared to the shows I watch primarily now, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex is significantly more intellectual. I think it's funny that we can call <laughs> something that like <laughs> and I'm not I'm not dogging you here. I think, uh-huh. I think it's funny that we can look at something like Ghost in the Shell standalone complex and say it's dry, um, and, and that be cons- like and like the okay, the, it's, it's because I feel that it is a show that does have a lot of bombast. It's got fucking production ID IG behind it. Like there's bombast all over this series. I think that it's funny that we can call that tame in in, in any. In any decade of anime, because I feel that Ghost in the Shell, it being that it's rooted in the cyberpunk and the way that it uh-huh. uses all that shit, it's very rooted in the whole fucking, like, it is the very fabric of anime. <laughs> I, I don't think my point is getting across where it's like, st- Ghost in the Shell is realistic. Does that maybe make more sense? I think it, that, like, it's more grounded in reality. It's more... Yeah. Um, you can relate a lot of things in this series to the real world, even now. Uh, yeah. Even when this show was produced in 2002, 2003. Um, everything's pretty poignant. Um, yes, it's more realistic. It's more yeah. grounded. Yeah. So there's that, and Simple Gear is water. <laughs> and, the, and this is right. <laughs> I, I I watched um, standalone, both Ghost in the Shell and Standalone Complex the first season mm-hmm. in high school, Rhett, and they, it yeah. felt like they kind of went over my head. Like I, I wasn't okay. quite I was I didn't feel like I was ready for them at that time, and I haven't revisited them since. I've been okay. kind of wanting to take another gander at them and see see how it lands for me now. They wrote a video game about mind control rice. Wait, what? Yeah, the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex video game is just a story about mind control rice. Fantastic. Great. That's like, not that's not bombastic yeah. enough though. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Rhett, it's all in good fun, I promise you. Oh yeah, don't worry. I'm just saying I don't think the standalone episodes were confusing, but they felt like they often had some sort of twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Like episode three had the whole like I don't know if you remember these episodes specifically. Probably not. Like, episode three is the one where like a guy runs runs away with his android. Yeah, and they're like, you find out they're actually quoting a movie at the end. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's just like you're not it's, sure, entirely sure what to make of all that. Like, mm-hmm. I I think that a lot of it does come down to the fact that it, there are like it's mood pieces a lot of the time, and that's yes, not there's that's not what it's, I'm trying to say. It's <laughs> not so, always, it's not always gonna be. Like, oh, the episode ended with a big fight and Major punched somebody. You yeah. Know? Like, that's not going to be the thing. Like, so a lot of the time, somebody's just going to come to a realization that, like, is going to unlock something for them, but it's not like, mm-hmm. 
presented with bombast and explosions and people. I feel like we're so close to being on the same page. Right, right, right. We're basically in agreement now. No, I get you. I get yeah, you. Okay. I, I just think that saying the spider show is better than standalone complex. It's so mad. I'm going to put my <laughs> fist through a fucking monitor over it. <laughs> I a little biscuit. It's it's really it's really precious to me that we have these little disconnects for the way that we're so because we're all so similar in so many ways. And then it's the little like, fucking like, things that get you. It's like um, it's like when you see the those things of like tile a tiled bathroom floor and one of the squares oh, is slightly god. off. Oh god! And it's just like, like trying to push it back into place. Just push it back into place. And it's just, it's. I think I feel like that's where a lot of the the joy in these convos comes from. <laughs> it's totally fine. That the Spider Show is better than one of the best anime ever made. Sure, it's fine. Red, Red I would much rather watch this. I would much rather watch the Spider Show than rewatch anything wow. else. Wow, I think that's almost. I'm me. out. I'm out. We're done. No! All right, y'all can do the rest of this episode yourself. I'm gonna go eat pretty no! well. This is a can of Pringles. You hear that? I don't have my earbuds on, so you ca- I can't hear you responding. There's it's a Pringles. Part in the I'm going to sit here and eat them now. Continue. I think she really can't I will hear me. In the episode, when I see that your face, when I see that the gauge on OBS has stopped moving for desktop audio, you may continue the rest of this episode of this cursed fucking show. <laughs> How come I'm the one that is responsible for this? I you said all this, and then I said my thing, and that dipped it over the edge. Now I'm the bad guy. There's you a part. Going, there's a part in Spider Show where she kills a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and then it is revealed a few episodes later that she did eat them afterwards. Yes. Because she starts talking about wanting to eat hot guys again, oh and like God. literally eat them. There's so much. I, I, I forwarded you all that um that piece just kind of digging into the history of the isekai stuff. Oh yeah. Where it's like, oh wow, a bunch of this stuff is from the same like online ecosystem of webfix, and the reason that a lot of it has the exact same setting is because a lot of this started off with them writing fanfics in the same setting and with shared characters in a shared universe, and then when they banned fanfic, they basically kept doing that. They just filed off the serial numbers and continue so wait, doing what was it doing. was it like one original shared universe i don't know i need to go back because i'm like but... it's weird to say they banned fanfic but it's like they're all technically original stories they're just extremely derivative i think a lot of them like pulled in literally pulled in like characters and whatnot uh, um but, but then they just I, kept go ahead because i feel like the shared point was probably dragon quest like that feels what they're all kind of riffing on because of the whole demon lord hero stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, well, I mean, the one in that the one I linked to that piece was explicitly rants inspired, and then, and then there's rants. Several, and then we watched several of these shows, like Konosuba and another one that are explicitly rants inspired. Oh yeah. Um, so like, and and rants also pulls from Dragon Quest, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just funny. It's it's the the we the way these. That that made the the kind of derivativeness of a lot of these adaptations mm-hmm. a lot more kind of endearing to me because like it's sort of like seeing a bunch of fanfics get adapted to inexplicably adapted into these big shows. 
I mean, there's a lot of these, and I don't watch the vast majority of them. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's okay to have one once in a while. And like, yeah. The Slime Show has a second season, and now it has a second season part two, and I'm just not watching that one anymore, because I didn't like yeah. it. There you go. And then there's ones where it lands, and it feels good, and it's nice. Yeah. And I love that. Like and this you, one just seems cute. <laughs> it's cute in a gross way. Yep. There's so or, much are you gonna say? Has Polly truly left us? <laughs> Two minutes ago, she goes, it's all in good fun when she's ribbing me, and then you say something. <laughs> and she fucking throws the headphones off. Aww. I'm just laughing. Like I'm, just la I'm just laughing and eating Pringles, dude. I, I really I wanted an excuse to go get those Pringles over there because okay. they were on, they were on top of the stand, and I really wanted a reason to go get them. I'm just, I think I'm it's just... really funny that Polly threw off the headphones in the bit, and then we immediately started talking about the Spider Show instead of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, like I get it. I know, I know, I know what my presence here is. Don't worry. <laughs> Sliding I'm, us back I'm towards saying... the light. Yeah, my right. my favorite episodes in Ghost in the Shell were episode two, which made me cry a bunch, and then the episode where like a mech suit shows up, and the major fights it, and it's, it's extremely cool bombast action. Cool. Well, I'll see. Then, I don't know if there's any spiders in uh, second gig. I'm just I'm just warning you ahead of time. My my defining <laughs> Ghost in the Shell standalone complex memory is watching the show, and then my dad walking in and asking why she doesn't have pants. <laughs> that is a vow. I, I I don't like the major design in the first season. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't like it. But I still think the story's good. Um, yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah. I can look back. Um, I can look past that. I think the designs in season two are way better. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. Someday. It's on the list. Got a bunch of, I've got a bunch of stuff I kind of chewed through in high school and whatnot that I don't really remember, but I remember liking. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of revisit a lot of that at some point. <laughs> that's like, that's like the thing I kept telling myself until I actually finally just watched anime for two weeks of like, it's on the list. I'm going to revisit it at some point. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my itch backlog was like oh, every God. six months, every six months. I'm just like, oh, let's chew through a bunch of these. And then you do it and it takes a week. And then it's like, okay, yeah. I did a lot of them. Yeah. So it's always a relief. Right. I will say to I will say for Bali, I think the ending of the season was strange. How so? It's like they knew the culprit kind of mm -hmm. and the answer was just to to, to to wait a month for the election to pass. Hey man, like it's I, grounded. It's grounded in it's, reality. Like given 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 section, yeah. given section nine's predicament in a real world scenario, that's basically what they'd have to do. Yeah, it was a little way too grounded, in a way that was uncomfortable. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I definitely expected a different final last episode. If you think, if you think season one is uncomfortable, oh, oh boy, boy, oh boy. oh boy, its issues are even more relevant to, okay. to modern day. It's ridiculous. Like, again, I am a simple, simple brain. I'm, you just say you're a simple brain. Yeah, yeah. Because I literally can't say simple, simple. No, you can't. 
I can't. I literally stumble simple, every simple, time. Simple, simple. I was just. Fuck, I got two in. That's fa- all as much as I can do. His favorite emo. Was, his favorite emo band is Simpo Plan. Simpo <laughs> Plan. I was just a little surprised when the final episode had like no action. Well, I mean, they give you the bombast like two episodes prior to that with like, you know, the whole oh, section and nine that was going fucking bonkers. That definitely was good. I just didn't expect, like, it's kind of a modern anime thing where the last episode has to be the most bombastic. Mm. And this definitely didn't do that. And no. it was definitely surprising. Mm. Like, the story had kind of already wrapped up by that point. Mm. Like, it felt more like a movie than a series of... I guess, because these episodes actually air two at a time, maybe it actually should think of them as pairs, basically. Yeah. Like, this is a show that I watched it like back to back I literally watched it when it finished I shotgunned the whole thing and then literally started watching it again <laughs> it was your Symphogear XV basically yeah 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 right if it makes you feel any better I would watch Ghost in the Shell standalone complex before I ever watched another season of Symphogear again <laughs> that's fair okay just making sure I'm putting that out there you're so mad. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm and not, you, gonna... Polly, after I finished this, Polly immediately was like, let's watch Second Gig t- together. And I was like, no fucking way. That's too much pressure. <laughs> Polly would be the friend standing over your shoulder going, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? Why do you, do you like assume oh, that, why do you assume that I would be that way? Because you're doing it right now. I'm doing it now because it's a bit. We're doing a podcast. It has to be entertaining. Do you think I'm literally the type of person to be mad enough to throw my headphones around and be, like, legitimately serious about it? I can't tell where the bit ends sometimes. I watched another show. I have to move on. I I watched what has aired so far of Girlfriend, Girlfriend. There we are! Almost as good as Ghost of the Shell Standalone Complex. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to throw the headphones off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tell us about Girlfriend, Girlfriend, Rhett. It's a very simple pre- premise. Guy... Okay, tell me exactly what the premise is. I don't, I don't fully get Rocket. Okay, there's a guy who's dating his childhood friend. Okay. He has liked her, like, his entire life, and he kept asking her out. They're in high school, and she finally said yes. So they are dating. And then, first episode, like, two minutes in, a new girl appears, says she's had a crush on the guy for a long time, oh. and she wants to be, and she wants to date him. And he's like, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend, but... And then he looks at her, and she goes, he's like, she's really cute. <laughs> and she's got very big boobs. I would be awful if I rejected this girl who is clearly so in love with me. Right, you actually literally can't turn down somebody with gigantic tits. It's literally the law. Mm. She's very cute. She is so... We established that big boobs is a legitimate reason to instantly fall in love. (laughs) Yeah, it literally is. It's totally fine. So he he can't reject her, but he can't cheat on his girlfriend. So he takes the girl, and he brings her to the girlfriend, and he says, I want to date both of you. And the girlfriend at first is like, what the fuck, you piece of shit, and like punches him. And then she is also like, but she's really cute. 
And she's got really big boobs. <laughs> so I forget exactly how it goes, but, but by the end of the first episode, they're all living together. That's how relationships work. That's fine. That's how it works, because he, his parents, you know, are in foreign country. Right. He lives by himself. He needs all the company he can get. He's a growing boy. You can't leave yeah. them alone for long. You know, they gotta have that motherly instinct around. Yeah. So the girl, the new girlfriend moves in with him, and then the childhood friend girlfriend, who is his neighbor, also moves in. <laughs> so it's just two girls and a guy living alone. This is, really, this is just, I feel like this is a lot of, like, queer relationships. Yeah, I feel like this is just John. This is just... Ah, uh, no, I definitely recommend it. I definitely showed this show to John. It was like, hey, it's you. Yep. <laughs> like, the show feels so close to just going all the way and having the girls be into each other, like, definitively. Yeah, feel like that kind of a thing that they should have just went ahead and leaned into. They, they, there's still time. Mm. It's just, it's a very funny comedy. It has a hilariously low score on my anime list because people are are so mad that this show is like mocking harem comedies oh by being God. like by being like the most upfront about how trashy it is. Right. Because right. the show the show knows how fucking stupid it is. Right. Mm -hmm. They did a whole episode about NTR yep. cuckolding. <laughs> yep. So, and so far, most of the drama has been that a third girl appeared and also wants to get in on the action. And he is like, adamantly, absolutely, no way. Can't do another. I can't. I just can't. I may be a two-timer, but I'm no three-timer. Oh, that's so good. So oh, he just, so he just, he, he rejects her definitively. And she keeps trying. And then he, he has started to crack. And he's, her boobs are even bigger, by the way. <laughs> she is, she's just massively stacked <laughs> but she it's so stupid dream. she literally gets a tent and just lives in their yard <laughs> <laughs> that's really good she's she's very determined she's just she's got like a water bucket to take a shower <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> fucking gross <laughs> And then they, like, call the cops to have her stuff hauled away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad show, but it's very funny, which makes it a good show. Like, I was about to say, this sounds, like, so bad it's good territory. Oh, that's yeah. where I think it is, because it has, you know, like, 6.5 review score. But I think it's very funny, so I'm enjoying it a lot. There you go. 6.5 review score. Our first reviews are a 10. And I know. A 2. A 7. There's enough of those twos in the forums, though, that are like, this is trash. Like, yeah, we know it's trash. It's fine, dude. Yeah, dude. You know, if you want to watch something truly elegant, if you want to watch something truly pure, go watch something boring like Chobits. Oh, God. Oh, man, I watched all of Chobits. It's so bad! Why do people like Chobits? Why do people like Oh My Goddess? They're boring! <laughs> I watched one more show. Go this, for it, Rhett. This is this. the final one. I will try right. to finish by 9 o'clock. I'm looking at the clock now going, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Netflix. I saw the show on Netflix. Megalobox. It's got a boxer and he's got robot arms. I say, that looks good. Mm -hmm. So the show is like a 50th anniversary project for Ashita no Joe. 
which is a boxing manga from the 60s. Yeah. So Megalobox is like the modern version where all these boxers, they have gears that give them like extremely strong punches because they're, you know, mechanically enhanced. And I think, hey, what am I a brain of? Uh, You're a Simpho brain. I'm a Simpho brain. These guys literally have things they're calling gears on their arms to make them punch stronger. (laughs) Guess what I'm talking about? Hey, right, right, right. You have a Simpho simp psychology. Mm. We'll we'll workshop that one. Yeah. Oh, I liked it. All right, continue. So so guess why I'm talking about this one last? Why? Because it's your least favorite? Because of the four shows, it's by far my least favorite. Because they fucking lie to you with that premise. Oh, no. Yeah? Because the whole thing ends up being that Joe, the main character, decides to fight without gear. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's it's just a boxing show at that point. Oh, that's, that's not how you do that. No, so you, they, le- you lean into the gear stuff because that's fun. They never lean into the gear stuff at all. Like, the very first fight where he fights without gear... It's like they kind of play into it a bit where it's like if he takes a single punch, he's fucked because he's being hit with so much force. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they just kind of stop acting like it matters whatsoever. Oh, my God. And then like the next fight, it's like, oh, this guy's really fast. So he's not emphasizing strength. And then they just kind of stop giving reasons. And like every almost every fight in the show plays out. The exact same way where Joe gets his ass kicked for like five rounds mm-hmm. and then wins in a single punch. Oh, God. It's like some of the most boring fighting I've ever seen. Woof. And there's a, sec- there's a second season I just don't know if I'm going gonna... to. You didn't like the first. I don't know why yeah. you'd bother with the second. It's not collect them all. You don't have to. You can bail. Yeah. It's sad, too, because... They do a thing where, like, they they either downscaled the show or, like, drew it at a low resolution and then upscaled it. Right. But the show the show looks very blurry. Mm. Like, it looks like anime from the 80s. Yeah, they're very, they're very specifically trying to create that look uh, with modern yeah. technology, and you can probably see, like, where the cracks are in trying to do yeah. that. Like, I don't think it looks awful. It definitely looks like, as I remember, shows used to look. Mm-hmm. But then I saw somebody post a screenshot from the original that's, like, super obviously sharpened and digitally enhanced. And it's like, it's not what that show looked like in the no, 70s. No, no, not at all. Like, this is trying to extra compensate and kind of look like a CRT would have, yeah. in a way. And that, where it's that like, always looks fucking bad. It looks fine. I don't know. I just think, like what the show could have been versus what it actually is. Like, if they had just made a super slick, well-animated robot-punching show, I would have enjoyed that far more. But that's clearly not what they were setting out to make. So I was just kind of bored for a lot of it. So I had a joke here. You did. Okay. I'm gonna tell the joke anyways, even though it kind of got wrecked. I played a game. Okay. I played a game. It came out in 2018, mm-hmm. and then it got a recent. It got an update pretty recently, mm-hmm. and it's a game known for being very difficult. Mm-hmm. 
So this is the part in the joke where John would think I'm going to talk about facets, and I was going to say something. Oh, you see, you should have done that, but we did. Yeah, we talked about facets. John, way to ruin yeah. the episode again. John, <laughs> even, though like, y'all, even, though, even though y'all went for my wonderful BoJack joke, <laughs> I, I ruined this joke. I'm sorry. You just I, sandbagged this so hard, fire. But, but I definitely age. don't have time to talk about Celeste, so it's fine. Yeah, right, right. I guess... <laughs> I mean, I that's know. a podcast. That's yeah. That's. A I mean, wait, thing. we didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about Thrice Upon a Time. It's bad. Oh, I, okay. I, I think. I, okay. Okay. I think, Let's tear this bandaid off. Let's do it. Let's all do three. It. All three of us had the. Um, we had the honor, I suppose, <laughs> of having seen the finale of the rebuild of Evangelion series uh, Evangelion mm-hmm. 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time and mm-hmm. we're not gonna do a spoiler cast here uh, because I one that is a two and a half hour movie of a oh lot of e- a lot of Evangelion happening <laughs> yeah um I, my thoughts have not completely landed for this movie yet. I have initial knee-jerk reactions mm-hmm. that I'll probably be going with here for this little small bit here at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to or not, but we may accidentally or purposefully spoil some things about this movie and having to talk about it for a little bit. So... If you want to go into that movie completely blind, this is your point in the podcast to go ahead, hit that ripcord, bail out now, and we won't have any hard feelings. But just know that, like, the last 10, 15 minutes or however long it takes, we will be talking about the newest and the the finale of the Evangelion movie series. So you don't want to hear any of that. Now it's your time to say bye-bye to us. And, you know, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you. All that fun stuff. So, I guess, um, the only way you can, I, I, that I can think of to talk about this movie is it just like, how did this fucking movie hit you? Bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, but I, I think that that is an entirely uh, fair assessment, uh, having sat through. So, go, go ahead. Like, yeah. what, what, like, like, like let, 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 let's talk about it. What did okay, not so, The entire back half, basically. Okay. Like. I, uh, I really like the village section. Th- that part, that is the yeah. part of the movie I think that is sort of the crown jewel, and I think that mm-hmm. that part of the movie can only exist, and it only exists because Anno spent time at Ghibli for two years. Um, oh wow! While yeah. he was while he was away from this project, and I think that that part and the bombast at the end of this movie are all a product. Of him having spent that two years at Ghibli. Interesting. But yes, but yeah, the the village part where they 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 uh, come across, you know, you, like they're taken to uh, a place where a lot of people have survived near Third Impact, which was initiated at the end of three point three three. The is still trying to eke out an existence. Um, and we get to spend, like, 30 or 40 minutes, uh, with, you know, Shinji kind of recovering from almost ending the world for, like, a second time. Um, and you get to see all of these characters that, 
have all grown up in the last 14 to 15 years uh, in all of this tragedy and the way that their lives have sort of been reshaped, uh, like Toji and, and, and um, Alba and stuff like that. And it's just like, wow, these people all grew up. Our beautiful little babies all grew up, <laughs> except our Evangelion children who can't grow up because we need to keep those designs or people won't give us money. That's my. It's part of the meta narrative, Polly. They can't grow they up. They can't grow up uh, because of the Evangelions. That's the like. The curse of Ava. Yeah, like, you know what? You know, like, I, I, I am with John and that we were robbed of hot 28 year old Asuka. <laughs> That's what I'm mad about. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, what, what's some other thoughts, uh, Rhett, since you were the first uh, to say oh. it was bad? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm just. I had watched a shitload of anime in the prior week mm-hmm. or two, so like, I was kind of exhausted by movies. So maybe I wasn't in the best headspace to watch it. Right. But I was also I didn't like three at all. So like, I just think what three did had kind of ruined that story for me, mm-hmm. where I had lost all sense of stakes mm-hmm. basically, and then the back half of this was just noise. I. See, the thing that kept getting me, and, and, and this is a thing that, like, I don't know whether they're referencing shit that is in other materials that I didn't see, yeah. or shit that was in the manga, but suddenly, like, oh, here are these three other battleships that are, like, okay, we, we need to be afraid of them. Here are uh, 1,800 fucking spears that I've never heard of <laughs> that somehow, like, we know about the spears that were in... 2.22 and 3.33 like okay it's just like a few spears I can keep but suddenly like literally everyone's got a fucking spear now like that's where I started kind of losing the plot a little bit uh, is that like motherfucker like what where did all this come from like where why like, did Koaru put on the choker I don't understand I, like, like what was the point what was the point in him having to die other than like Sometimes. Yeah, like, I think that, like, literally everything here is just like, oh, we need to fuck, we need to mind fuck Shinji some more. Let's watch him get somebody's head blown off. I mean, when that happened in this movie, that's kind of when I was like, oh, okay. I I know what you're trying to do now. I kind of don't care anymore, though. There's kind of a moment that's similar to the Kawaru thing where a certain similar thing happens, but his reaction is much different, and we're supposed to see that as, like, Okay, it's the evolution of his character and like moving forward, I suppose. This, I guess t- I have- this time, this time he watches somebody's head explode, and then he turns into a mecha protagonist instead of being traumatized. Yes, I and guess that's, uh, that's how it happens this time. Okay, for, cool. You for me, that's the one I was like, oh, now I'm the one traumatized. <laughs> like, I kind oh. of don't movie anymore because you just killed the best character so far. You think that's the best character really? There was an arc there. There was, a- there was an arc and they were trying. And yeah, they were. I felt like they were trying with that. With that it arc. It was the point and- where I felt most grounded in like, yeah, a, in yeah. like a real narrative. Um, yeah. I think that was kind of, that's definitely the turning point. Right. Where oh boy. Like when since when was everything made out of Ava's? That's, see, like, that shit right there. That that, that and, like, the hundred spears and the fucking three different battleships now that are everywhere. A million Like, what? These things are supposed to be, like, these fucking once-in-a-lifetime big-ass kind of weapons, and now suddenly there's Uh just billions? Billions of them. I was like, 
I must have missed something. In like three. I understand. And then you guys had just like we yeah. wa- we watched three point three three, and no, I think we came away just as confused about some of this stuff because I don't uh. feel that it, I don't feel that these movies are very good at making a lot of things clear with how this world uh-huh. works. Whereas oh, end of definitely. end of Evangelion, we know why there's a ton of Avas because they tell us very specifically that they were mass producing fake Avas. Yeah, they mm-hmm. and and how that is so significant. Like, oh shit, they made nine new. Yeah, Avas, yeah. And this is really earth shattering. And now they're hurting Asuka, and it's awful. And this is the worst. Yeah, thing like that's ever that happened. is a big pointing moment. Where it's like, oh, there's yeah. just a billion of them. Literally a billion. Though. Literally a billion Avas <laughs> just hanging out. We keep them at bay with with I don't know lightning rods. I guess it's weird. Oh right, I forgot. There's. Multiple parts where there's billions of Avas. There's yeah. the whole outside. There's the whole outside the city, and then there's the like the swarms of CG ones. Yep. Just mm-hmm. forming bigger Gurren Lagann Avas. Yep. I have I have two axes. We're talking about the the logic axis, which like yeah. I which I which I was already like lost in yeah. 3.0, where I was just like this because 3.0 doesn't have the really long grounding. Ghibli section like this one does. So I was just completely 3.0 is just 3.0. 3.0 is just a, a pit of misery that it drags you through and it's the most Ava of any of these <laughs> Ava movies. And I appreciate it for that. I understand and I mm-hmm. like what that movie was doing. I may not have 100% logically got everything, but I understand how that is a setup for what they were trying to do with I'm just going to call it 4. <laughs> Yeah. I understand <laughs> Thank you. how that's what they were trying to do with four. I just think that even at two and a half hours, they oh still God, didn't it's... have enough time to make the logic side of this damn movie really, like... Like, I feel like I would have to watch this, like, three or four times to understand what's going on logically and then go read a bunch of wikis. Yeah, I think reading the wiki would be the number one thing. I feel like... Okay, this there's one thing I've been sitting on where it's like hey if you've ever said Symphogear season 1 make stuff up as they go along <laughs> I don't want to hear you say that you like this movie you know what my, my funny joke that I had in my head was if you like this movie then don't complain then you're not allowed to complain that the Nine Lives Blade work scene doesn't make sense <laughs> there's a part in this perfect sense there's so many parts in this where I feel like they are just absolutely pulling up stuff that was never hinted or referenced yeah, that like at that's, all. That's, that was my biggest issue with this movie is that I don't know where half of this shit is coming from. Yeah. where There's one part where I sit, feel like, I forget exactly, where it's like, what? Did they just open the gate of, and then it's like a 20-lettered religious word, yeah. and then they <laughs> never rented it, it again or ever again. Yeah. And then Asuka just turns into a thing and then melts oh because oscar was something completely different in the rebuild movies they just kind of don't they are just very bad at communicating it she's a clone now i think think shiki her last name is shikinami now which you're supposed to tie to ayanami yeah basically almost everybody with nami at the end of their name is part of that whole deal except uh mary sue (laughs) <laughs> so the ray with long hair was the ray that he saved in 2.0 oh my god i think so, i think so the, i the think thing. that was the original okay so so here's the thing 
I feel like you can complain about this movie on two axes, mm-hmm. and yeah. one of them is the logic stuff, which yeah. was repeatedly unmooring and offensive to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, even though I'm very open to just appreciating things on an emotional level, and it looks I, great. This is a fantastic looking movie. It's very pretty. I don't think it's as pretty as End of Ava. No, like, it's not. The, it's the not fight, the fight. Okay. Just because, like, the 2D animation is so pretty. Yeah, yeah. Like, the CG is very obvious in this movie. Uh-huh. It's... Especially for the Avas, which is just kind of tragic. There's some me. really like, good mocap yeah. shit they did with character movement, though. Uh, like, yeah. that, that moment where Asuka force-feeds Shinji is really fucking... Oh, that one was so good. That is that visceral so in a way that, like, I don't know that, like, they could have done with traditional animation. So I'm pretty sure they either rotoscoped or... Um, or, mm. or, or they mocap that, but that was like a really great sequence there. Yeah, okay. that was that was yeah. my Ava. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's so the, my. Ava. So the other the other axis here is the emotional arc that the movie wants to take you uh-huh. on. Yeah, and I feel like there's room to not be pleased with that also, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. because I feel like there's something twisted to me, like about how. End of Ava is this just open, open, open infected wound of a movie. Yeah, like it, it's not. It's I like there are ways to come away from that movie feeling um, like there's there's a way forward, like there is hope. Yeah, despite like. the fact not, that that movie yeah. is a big old downer. Like you, like I feel that everything at the end of that movie is entirely uplifting, and like it's looking forward yeah. in a way that the rest of the series wasn't. Like, yeah, that movie felt like it found the way through. Yeah, it's, like, it's just not, it's not, it's not dragging you, dragging your hand to feeling warm and nice. No. Um, but it's not, it, it doesn't feel at all incomplete. It doesn't feel, mm-hmm. even, it doesn't even feel nihilistic. Like, no, like, End of Evangelion is the perfect end to what, that series and what that franchise and what that story was doing. I can't find much fault with that movie or that conclusion. It's almost like it should have ended in 1997. <laughs> yep. Because because the way this movie resolves is that it is just like absolutely walking you through step by step into feeling good about all of the stuff that yeah. is bad. And now, now, now instead of it ending like in a complex way, Shinji and his dad have a heart to heart and they uh, talk through all of his dad's trauma and they work it out and then everything's okay. And like am I supposed like, to really like what? I almost feel like they want me to feel some semblance of pity or sorrow or 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 or, or empathize with Gendo Akari and you oh, can't boy. you can't if you can empathize with Gendo Akari you're a psychopath. <laughs> I the, will say the way that they neatly close every fucking yeah. arc like a it's literally a door closing and a character leaving i it's, couldn't believe just how on the nose that was i was fuming oh that, like all right we're gonna kill every ava do you get it you have to say goodbye. You've been obsessed with this series for so long. Uh, yeah, it you was just... just... to let go. I'm not... I haven't been obsessed for 20 years. I watched End of Ava, and I was like, that was really good. I'm going to go on with my life. And for me, this is just like... it. Do, it's not... The movie doesn't even feel for me. It feels like it's a meta story for somebody oh, else. Yeah. I feel like this is Which a movie... This is a movie that I don't 100% feel you can even begin to kind of feel 
anything with, unless you know Anno's own history and how he's woven it into this series over time. And I feel that this movie is more for him than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I feel like like hmm. this is the, this is an ending that he could have only given Evangelion at this stage in his life because he has worked through his own shit. Mm-hmm. That is the only real thing I get from this movie, but to me, it is of no catharsis. It is of very little entertainment value. Um, it's just a lot of pretty pictures on the screen, one really good segment in the middle with the village, and yeah. just a complete, like, I'm not going to say it's a bastardization of Evangelion or anything, I'm just, like because Rebuild is so far removed from that original series in every single way that I can't even see them as related. Like, they just don't feel a part of the same thing to me. Like, Rebuild yeah. is just kind of like, look, y- y'all did this for money, didn't you? Like, this really <laughs> all it is, right? Like, yeah, I know it took eight years to make this movie in particular happen because you had to rewrite it five times, but... Like, in the end, you rewrote this five times, and I can't help but it pro- but think that it probably suffered even more for it. Yeah, because it feels like there definitely was no overall arc. No, to th- I don't these. feel... Like, what am I getting from this movie thematically? I cannot, for the life of me, find, like, a theme, something that I was supposed to grasp... Mm-hmm something to hold on to, whereas I can look at End of Evangelion, and I can look at episodes 25 and 26 of that original series, and I can probably sit here for hours and tell you what those things made me feel. It just feels like completely lost in the meta bullshit. Yes, it's so far, like, it feels so attracted to the idea that Evangelion is complex, that it's complex for the sake of complex, and there's no emotional core here at all. The emotional core is you have to let go of the TV show Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh my. They literally say they're going to create a Neon Genesis. That's, <laughs> I mean, if I had already been lost, that's the part where I just like threw this my hands truly off. Was, this truly was a Lightning Returns Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> like, like that and, and, and Fuyutsuki literally calling Mari a fucking Mary Sue. Literally, the two moments of the film were just like, oh my god. <laughs> and then she runs off with Shinji at the end. Oh so, my <laughs> god! Like, and it's 20 not... 20 years of shipping wars to like, end like that. And I don't and even... It's like a get... meta joke. Yeah, like, like, like that's, yeah. that's really what it felt like. It felt it's not like... not a romance. Like, I it's never bad. really... I never considered romance a thing in Evangelion because these kids are too fucked up! And they're kids, it doesn't matter! And they're kids, it doesn't fucking matter! Which is why End of Ava does not end with, and then they smooch! Exactly! (laughs) Like, it's just not a component of this series that I ever felt was worth addressing. (sighs) So the fact that you end your movie, you end the big finale that people waited eight years for with a dumbass meta shipping wars joke, basically. I think the shipping stuff in EOE is definitely a, a large part of it, where Shinji's like racking with his feelings for Asuka, Misato, Kawaru. Right. Yeah, but it like, it's definitely like, there. But that's weird. That is weird teenagery wrangling. Yeah. Like he's trying to. He's confused because he's a goddamn kid. Yeah. 
I'm just saying it definitely is an element of the series, but Mari never factored into that. Yeah, like... Mari never factored into anything. Yeah, she literally exists. She is a character that was made to literally exist outside of what Evangelion is. And, it's like, even the producers said, like, yeah, she's more of an FLCL character. It's like, well... Like, so I don't understand. Like, I, I've seen people go to bat for that character so much... Like I literally saw, really? I literally, I literally saw a fucking tank on my Twitter feed the other day that said, "So I just got finished watching the the Evangelion movie, and I feel like there like that any scene that Mari isn't in, everybody should be standing around and asking, where's Mari?' It's like, are you fucking stupid? I mean, that's either very stupid or a very good joke about the nature of I Mari's feel character. A joke, considering yeah. it wasn't a joke because oh, no! it, because because this person went on to say that it was a ten out of ten. Film. Uh, so, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm willing to say, and I, I, I am probably wrong, and I would be wrong in saying so, but I'm willing to say, hey, maybe this one just went over my head and I'm too stupid. I'll take it. I'll hold that L if I have to, yeah. but I just think it's a bad movie. It just, it doesn't really feel like a movie because. It doesn't. It feel like I. It feels so. Except like, for that village scene. That's where it for, feels like a movie. Yeah. This it. movie feels as. Like, it feels like it is the personification of how fractured this whole rebuild experiment has been. Yeah. Like, it feels like this is the ultimate. Like, I can point to this and say, that's what this entire thing is. It's a disjointed kind of a mess. Because, like, there isn't. I really don't feel like there is a story in this one. Not much because, of one. Because, because like, it just, we know what needs to be done. Yeah. Like, the world has already nearly ended, and we're trying to rebuild, and we know that Gendo wants... Like, we know what instrumentality is. We've been over this. But I, it's feel like, like, I feel like emotionally, if I was going to take away... Like, besides the meta-narrative, if I had, like, one takeaway from how this hit me emotionally, I was like, oh, Evangelion Brotherhood. <laughs> Oh my god. god, it's perfect. It's perfect. Literally a worse version of something that was already really fucking it good. Me of, it, felt like Gurren, it felt like they were trying to do Gurren Lagan in Ava. Yeah. Like, m- minus all the clarity. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? what is this? What are you going to say, Rhett? Sorry, I interrupted you. Well, it just feels like the story... What, what did you say earlier about like the It Making Sense layer? The IQ layer or something? Just like, just keep thinking it'll make sense later. It'll make yeah. sense later. Yeah. Like yeah. that part, that arc kind of completely got in the way of the any emotional layer. Yeah. But then the emotional layer, I feel like, also gets cast aside for the explicit meta text. Me- meta text about how this is a movie about ending Ava as a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Like that final kind of action scene with Gendo versus Ikari or versus Shinji. So cheap. It's so oh, cheese. Yeah. Like going back to the the scene of the first angel fight, Ugh. and then the super bad CG, and yeah. then Shinji gets knocked against the wall, and you see it's just literally a set. I'm just like, oh my god, that was a that was a Kingdom Hearts that was a Kingdom Hearts finale. That is not an Evangelion finale nah. to me. <gasps> like that was, a, that was a Nomura game finale. Because, like, the setting has been so thoroughly destroyed at that point, I'm just not even sure what was... Like, that was on the... Like, the in, 
like the, on the action movie level, yeah. it just made literally no sense. Where it's just like every cut is a different scene to make you go, "Hey, remember, remember this? Remember that? Remember that from the original series that was way better? Remember Misato's kitchen? Now they're fighting in it as Ava's. Like uh, what? It just." It's trying so hard for something, and God bless its little heart, but I just don't <laughs> know what that hour is. And yeah, two and a half it's hours. It's so long. Yeah. so long. And I'm somebody that literally defended 3.0, that literally said, mm-hmm. I, I like what this did. I'm here for this swerve. Mm-hmm. And I like I think they can do something great with this as a jumping off point. And then mm-hmm. we get this. 3.0 was the 90-minute intro to something yeah and then we got the something and it's yeah like, oh, okay. and then the something and then the something was just i'm not too proud to say i was fucking confused i'm not but i, I just really don't think... i just don't think any of what they were doing at the end at the last 30 minutes of that movie made any fucking sense yeah, I mean, I understand it on a super basic level of like we've got to stop gendo right and that's I, about and it, that's about it yeah it's so weird because it's so confusing, but then, like, the feelings it seems to be going for are just, like... So basic. Like like a b- basic JRPG finale. Like, yeah. That, like, that's about the level it's... Like, that's uh, what a friend said, like, trying to summarize it, like, quite nicely. It was saying, this is like a, a full JRPG squeezed into these four movies. And, like, yeah, that's not how Ava worked, though. No. It's <laughs> not Ava. Ava needs... Like, like, again, we're going to come back to Ponderous because Ava is Ponderous. It needs that time to, to, to gel in its own fucking awful, stinky bath of, of, of terrible human emotion. And this just has nothing. Like, none of that really comes through in any of these movies. You stare at Shinji holding, holding the boy in his hand for a full minute with nothing happening, and then he does the thing that you hate. Oh, God. Versus... Kooru talking for two minutes as the collar is activating. What? Like, the why doesn't it just fuck? go off? Why yeah. did he put it on? <sighs> Look, we were the collar. To people that find this episode years later, yes, we were we were too dumb to understand I'm your so favorite sorry. anime. We were too dumb to understand your favorite anime. Hating Evangelion is like such a nerd ass, like basic. Right. Contrarian take. Right. Online. I, so I think I feel, like so I feel I so I was so reticent to be like I don't really think I like this. Yeah. Because I was like, am I gonna be this? Am I gonna be that guy? I don't want to be that guy. See, I can't and be that. I, I can't. On it. I can't be that person because, like, for me to be that person, I would have to be so invested in how much I disliked it. Whereas with this, mm-hmm. it's just like I watched this movie. It's like. Two or three days later, I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, that was that was it, I guess. Like, yeah. I, 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 it was bad, and I will never watch it again. Um, I just feel like there I, weren't. I kept thinking there were layers I needed to unpack, and then I just kind of that's what I kept there thinking. Aren't really, any like, layers when I was there, really? when I was there in the heat of it, the moment like when we were after the movie, we were talking about, it, and I was thinking, yeah, all this stuff's gonna land in the next couple days, and it'll feel good, and I'll fi- I'll have a good solid set of thoughts to 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 elaborate on when we talk about it on a podcast, and then it's Sunday, it's forty eight hours after the fact, and all I can really yeah. think is. It's just not good. 
anything that I could pull from this is so surface level that the movie beats it into your head. You know, there's no subtext. There's nothing to really pull apart here. I'm kind of surprised we all seem to have ended up on like the exact same page after yep. John, John, John messaged me after 3.0 and was like, uh-oh, did oh, you no. like that? And I said like, nope. But then Polly was like, no, I still like that one. I still think three point, like when we, even yeah. during the rewatch, I still had a good time. So I thought, because I had watched this earlier, I thought you still had the most potential to still like this mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. So for this, it's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think yeah. that after after the fact, I wanted to. And I and like, I had yeah. sat here and I had mulled this, and I had mulled this movie over so much in the last 48 hours and I just, like, anything, like, I can't get anything to come out beyond what uh, we've said here. And it just feels bad. I stayed like, up until 1 a.m. after we finished the movie. Right! Like, thinking, thinking and talking about it. And then the next day, I didn't think about it at all. Oof. Yeah. Like, that was, I was me. really Me, I yeah. was literally there. I was just like, I'm sitting there. I'm doing other things. But I'm sitting there like, I know, like, a friend of mine was just like, man, I'm still thinking about the last 40 minutes. And I'm just like. Yeah, I am too. Uh, in, a, in a very different way. In a what very different happened? way. Uh, and it's just like, I'm just going to avoid that conversation, I think. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, it was like, I was really kind of frustrated and mad about this for like 12 hours, and then I just stopped thinking about it. For That's a week the thing. It's guys, like, and then you guys watched it, and I kind of got mad again. For me, for me to like be angry about this thing would mean, would mean I would have to care. And I just... I See, that's don't, the thing. I don't care about this anymore. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of already over it. Yeah. The reason I'm mad about it is because I real, the only good thing it did was like make me realize how much I loved original Ava. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's where the kind of frustration comes from. Yeah. And having John say stuff like, "It's like if Trent Reznor did the Upward Spiral." See, if he if Anno, if if Anno just wanted to make nice nicer movies. Nicer stories. I wish he'd just been able to make new stories yeah. that expressed yeah. his I, new worldview. We didn't instead of leeching off the, yeah. his, his, his old stories. And, and I think that that is probably unfortunately just a side effect of the business. Is that he probably yeah. couldn't do anything other than Evangelion. Uh, I think that like uh, I watched a documentary about this movie prior to watching it. There's a there's a two part documentary on Ano on Amazon Prime yeah. uh, that I watched. And I believe that uh, even uh, Hayao Miyazaki was just like, I, I you know, I told him like when he was working, like, you don't need Evangelion to be successful and to tell good stories. Uh, so it's just wow. like, so it's just like, and this is like in year six of trying to make this movie happen. <laughs> I mean, he did take significant time off of this one. Like there's the whole Godzilla movie in the yeah. middle, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's making new common writer. I mean, it's still new franchise movies, but mm-hmm. at least it's not Ava. Yeah. And it turns out the new common writer is just going to be Simpho Gear. <laughs> he's he's finally healed. There you 20 go. Twenty years later. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he loves, his, he loves his he loves his glasses wife so much that now he can just make Simpho Gear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's funny, like yeah. I felt like nothing in this movie made sense, and then I read one thing afterwards that I went, "Oh, okay." Where I read that Mari is like based on his wife. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. that makes everything click into place a little bit." Yeah, but yeah. As, far, as far as her characterization, though, like everything about 
like her personality truly, and her yeah. role in the story he literally had nothing to do with it he didn't write anything for her it was some other dude's job on the staff to write mari that's how like and, and, it, and you can see that like their intention was clearly to make a character that was not an evangelion character because he just did not write her it's so funny at a point in this where she like reintroduces herself to shinji because they've never like actually talked yeah like they talked once in two yeah and then a lot happens yeah a whole bunch. <laughs> Fifteen years later, she has to reintroduce herself because she's just not been a character. Yeah. Like, she is there for the action scenes. Yeah. Because they can fuck up Asuka, but Mari can still fight. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, there's just so much stupid in this. Like, what the fuck was going on when she's like, I've absorbed units... I don't even fucking know! But again, that goes back to the whole logic point of this dumb movie where it's like, where is that? Why is that a thing? When did she... It felt like an adaptation of like a VN where they cut out like most of the exposition and then, but there's nothing. That's the story. Yeah, like she can just do that. I was just... And then Misato's gonna crash the ship and turn it into a new spear. And it's another spear, of course. Yes. Like in it, it's but, so weird because so much of it is so much bullshit, and then you have like them being like, "This is the spear of despair, and this is the spear of hope." Like super on the nose. Yeah, explain the symbolism stuff. And Gendo just being like, "I'm sad because my wife died." Oh, that's, that's it. God. Do you get it? God, let me elaborate on how sad I was before I met your mom. Here's then, twenty, oh, min- 20 minutes. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. And Mari's in those fucking flashbacks. Oh my god. So wait, is Mari like 50 years old? She's, she's like 50 old? years old. 14 yes. year old? Yes, she is 50. Okay. Canonically 50 plus years old. Okay, that makes the ending a little weird, huh? Does it? Given that, it's a, given that it's a new world, does it really? I don't fucking know. Who knows? I, whatever. Who knows? Man, we really oh said we boy. weren't, we said we weren't gonna spoiler cast this, but we literally just dumped everything, huh? I think we had. I think we. I, I'm, we I'm had so, to. I'm so relieved. Just had to get this. I just want this out of my head because it's just like, Ugh. look, I'm just gonna go. I'm like, at some point, I'm just gonna rewatch the original series and end of Evangelion just to get yeah. this out of my fucking oh God, head. I really want that. I really want to do that. I'll do that as a rewatch on the Discord too. Like, I will just like, oh, you know cool. what? We will watch good Evangelion uh, yeah, as a family. <laughs> do you like how I? Read, I like how Rhett pointed out that. Um, at least from at least from your your point at POV, none of these remakes that are actually sequels have turned out well. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I was thinking of I was thinking of this. I was thinking of Higurashi. I was thinking of Final Fantasy VII remake. The Higurashi one is really making people mad right now. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh boy. But it's gonna be very funny if FF Seven remake is the best of them. I think. I mean, it's got a good chance. I think it's got it's got pretty good potential. The the bar is pretty fucking low. They should kill kill Cloud in the next one. Then Eris is the main character. (laughs) There's something really, really weird about revisiting these sacred cows, Mm -hmm. like twenty to thirty years later, and then completely inverting the message, or just completely missing it, or missing it. Yeah. If it was affirming something new and very strongly, I think I would be okay with that. But instead, like all like the only theming I can really pull out of this is meta bullshit. Yeah, is you need to let go of Evan of the TV series Neon Genesis Evangelion from nineteen ninety six. Yeah, it's time. And, that, 
And then it's Grown not up. really us that needs to let go. It's Anno. Yeah, it's Anno. It's a movie for him. It's a movie yeah. for him, like I said. It's a movie for him and maybe, like, obsessive adult baby fans yeah. who he's the had adult... to deal with death threats from for 20 years. Yeah. Who are also arguing about the Lances on the wiki right now. <laughs> about yeah, what made. I'm sure they're, they're so much better off for having more wiki bait. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh god! Yeah, they've been starving, man. They're, like oh. this is like fucking Christmas for them. They're gonna, gonna be, be twenty gonna be, more years. Yeah, I was about to say they're gonna be at this another twenty years. I mean, I almost feel like that's why some of this is so pulled out of ass bullshit. Is that they're actually just making shit up to fuck with the obsessives? That would be great. They, cool. I can appreciate said, that. Like, that's the funny thing about Ava, though, is when they admitted, like, 20 years ago, oh, by the way, all the religious stuff, we just kind of yeah, made because it, it looked we cool. we just think it looks cool. <laughs> so for them to just triple down on a bunch of it in this is just like, but you know it's fake. Like, it's like, I don't know, it's almost like wrestling. Right. Like, yeah, like, th- that. Oh. that's a damn good, that's a damn good fucking touchstone right there. Yeah, it feels like fucking professional wrestling. <laughs> but it's just, you've already, like, lifted the hood up to be like, yeah, by the way, we're make, we're just making up nonsense. Yeah. And then doubling down. I don't know. The lore the lore like was the never lore. The in the original cuz the cuz the emotional core of the original was yeah. so strong. Right. 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 So it didn't people, matter. It's kind of like lost where people then miss the point and obsessed about the lore for the entire runtime. <laughs> I my real bummer with this though is the animation. I really don't I'm like not the ex- crazy about it. It's pre- it, like it's pretty on a superficial level, but mm-hmm. I think the CG is just exhausting. Mm. There's so much CG. Like yeah. and you I just, just yeah. longing like the the mass produced Ava fight scene, which is so the, visceral and it's beautiful. so like this eternal touchstone of like the most grounded mecha fight Awful. like to ever to ever be animated. And and like, and, like uh, even though it's like mechas beating the shit, you feel the violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. It works on both levels, though, where it's like, it's an extremely violent, visceral fight that feels bad. But then there's also just, and when it, when each character takes a step and you see the trees go flying, yes! like there's just, there's just immense weight in that fight that there is literally none of that in this movie. Yeah. So they like, really shrink the Ava down to a room, normal room size. It's like, nope, the, the illusion, there is no illusion you, here. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we've already fucked this way, up. And the way that fight alternates between the CG and hand-animated Avas is also mm. super weird. Yeah. Like, I was great. I was, like, cool when the hand-animated, like, the proper animated stuff showed up. Yeah. But it was just so jarring constantly. Yeah. Like, it kind of made me just bummed out for anime as a, an entire medium. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's kind when, of... like, Yeah. When, like, the most prestige thing to come out in a while... Is this the CG nonsense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! Remember how beautiful, ange, giant two D angel Ray was oh, no. in the original movie? How like they animated that at thirty frames per second instead of twenty four, and you could really? you could really fucking tell. Yeah, like uh, I'm pretty goddamn sure that Angel Ray is animated at thirty frames a second and not twenty four. That is a very fucking smooth animation of her pop coming out of the fucking LCL bag. Yeah. It's so good. I cannot believe we went this long without mentioning the new version. Oh my god, it looks with... terrible! I have to imagine it looks bad on purpose, but I still laughed out loud. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. 
for such like a touchstone. Yeah. For such an eternal image. Yeah. Like I get the idea of we want it to look creepy, but I laughed out loud. Yeah, it, it just looked silly. Remember how weird and visceral the eye, the stuff coming out of her eye in the original was? Yes. None I mean, it's been a while, like so it. no. Okay, it's yeah. it's awful. Yeah, it's very it's very unnerving. Yep. I don't think Ugh. I've actually watched EOE since like 2000, but I still remember a lot of it, oh, but not all of it. It's so good. <laughs> it's real good. I mean, it's number three on my anime list from yeah. the the site. Uh, awesome. I I like I like that thought that um, the Asuka force feeding Shinji was like the the most Ava moment there, where it's just like this very real, miserable yeah. violence where yeah. you understand exactly where Shinji's coming from and where Asuka's coming from. Yeah, just like oh, like God. again, like that one moment is probably the most that you captured of actual yeah. Evangelion, and the rest of the movie is like it's just us be it's being force fed to us in a very similar <laughs> manner. So, uh, any final thoughts Ugh. on uh, Evangelion 3.0? Watch Bojack Horseman. There you go. Watch Bojack It's Horseman. a much better oh. Evangelion successor than the reverse. <laughs> like, in the ways that It kind of definitely matter. sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. In the real ways. It's just instead of badass mecha fights, you get extremely funny jokes about about animal people. <laughs> they'll have like they don't just limit it to just like mammals they'll have like an amoeba person nice. but it's still like regular sized walking around it's very good very Spongebob Squarepants <laughs> alright right. love y'all hey, we've been going for a long time and I'm yeah. ready to call it quits are yep. we are we done we're done alright yep. well we got this the really was the anime episode though we got we got all the anime that you could ever want in one episode, you got all the ret you could ever want. In one episode, he's gonna go. He's gonna go pour some chloroseptic down his throat, and pray <laughs> that it stops hurting. Uh, and I think we're gonna go ahead and start getting ourselves out of here. So, John Fire, tell the internet folks at home where they can find you. Um, Faraway_times_itch_io. Um, you should read. You should play my game and read my book. They're very good. I really like them. Fret! <laughs> Crunchyroll.com slash so I'm a spider, so what? There you go. <laughs> it is on Crunchyroll. And of course, thanks everybody for coming out. We appreciate it as always. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you. <laughs>